Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. Late night. What's up, Chalky? Do you remember Fuel TV? Dude, of course I remember Fuel TV. Fuel was epic. I know it is. But I have some exciting news. And what's up? Fuel TV is back. What? It's so sick. Yeah, back and better than ever. And they are the newest sponsors of the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Yes, I love it. Thanks, Fuel. You know what the best part is? Of course I do. You can now get Fuel a whole bunch of different ways. You can subscribe to their new app called Fuel TV Plus and get their entire library of shows like Built to Shred, Danny and the Dingo, and Drive Through, and also their 24-7 channel, all commercial free. To subscribe, just go to plus.fuel.tv and download the app. The other way you can watch is Samsung TV Plus channel 1179. That way is free and includes the better than ever fuel TV that we all know and love. Skate, snow, and our favorite... Surfing. Surfing. Wow, Lyndon, that's pretty awesome. Really pumped. Hell yeah, it is. Welcome back, Fuel. Welcome back, Fuel TV. Foo Wax. The wax that's found under all of the best surfers on the planet. You mean late night? Always under my feet. And Chalky? How do you think I pull those big airs? And layback Lars. And those laybacks. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. we're not doing the 90s again, are we? I don't do those anymore. Foo Wax, the best wax in the game. Foo Wax. Bonsai balls. They only use real Asahi, not like all those other imitators using sorbet full of sugar. Yuck. They also get their honey from a and bee pollen from a bee farm. Healthy and delicious. No processed honey. What also makes them amazing is that they roast and make their own peanut butter. Damn! They've got seven locations. And download the Bonsai Bowl app to skip the line. Skip the line. Order ahead. Bonsai Bowl, healthy, delicious. Caliente Southwest Grill. Healthy Mexican food featuring local organic ingredients. They also have great salads, vegetarian and gluten-free options. Wow. Yep. Don't they also cater and make party packs? They do. They have all your needs for all your events. Nice. Visit calientesouthwest.com. Or go to the restaurant in Costa Mesa off of 17th Street. Caliente Southwest. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Crafted in San Diego. It's an adult beverage built for all walks of life. Bro, you've had it, I've had it. It's delicious. It is so good. It's refreshing, only 100 calories, all organic, no sugar, also gluten-free with 0.0 carbs. Hashtag enjoy cold Ashland hard seltzer. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Welcome. Wow, this is going to be epic. And I say that a lot, I think, or awesome, but we got a surfer model 
an accomplished actor. I'm even going as far as a celebrity. Like you're you're big time. He's big time. He's had an epic career over the last 25 years, starring in close to 60 shows or movies in between both. Yeah, a lot. Blockbuster, and film. Yeah, Sex in the City, Entourage, Sex in the motherfucking city, Son of Anarchy, Entourage, Entourage, dude, Beverly Hills 902. Linda's <laughs> favorite show, right there. You guys heard it. You guys are going hey, deep. I'm right? going deep. Cougar Town. You, you might know him as dude. Did you Butch- say Sons of Anarchy already? Yeah. Bro. You might know him as uh, Butchie Yost. Yost. Yo, sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, Yo, oh, he you watched were the show. Young. John from Cincinnati too. Yeah. Yeah. And Bobby Cobb from Cougar Town. Right. Yeah. 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 Played, wait, dude, we'll talk about it in the podcast. Hey, I'll tell you all about. Hey, it. what about Cougar Town? What about Black Hawk Down? Holy smokes! <laughs> Anyways, there's too many lists, but we want to welcome Brian Van Holt. Wow. Hey, thank you. Thank yeah. You, thank you for can, yeah. Model is a little questionable. I, I guess that's debatable, dude. My modeling career didn't really last that long, to be honest with you. I had to throw it in. Yeah, no, bro. I tell you, I won't lie to you, man. I tried, trust me. And, yeah. uh, you know, we had to just do anything we could, but that didn't really work out. And the, uh, and the only thing I did would, you know, I a- add director to that list because I started directing. Oh, you know. that's, dude. But, bro, yeah. I tw- yeah. You missed out on that one? Yes. I know. Dude, I'm you're so fucking bad. fired, bro. You're fired. <laughs> I was going to say writer, director, you know, the guy is probably, I don't know, man. He's probably a pro surfer and a pro golfer, too, and all that. So, hey, no, but I play one on TV, though. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so before we go back to the beginning, I, I want to tell Lar how we met. Like, I don't know. If, have you guys met before? Just, uh, like, in passing, but not, like, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I didn't meet him until Surf Ranch. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. all of a sudden... And I've known you through all, more, every other friend. Every case. Like no, Sammy, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's just in passing. And yeah. Such goes, a small world. It, like, And we officially uh, met, yeah. At, we at officially met at Surf Ranch. Yeah. yeah, for Outer Known Day. And you were like, yeah, I'm from Huntington. You know, originally from Huntington. I'm like, what? You're not from Huntington. Like, oh, really? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you know, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, holy shit, he's from Huntington. This is, this, well, this, you know, technically, we, it's like... The border of Fountain Valley, and yeah. Huntington, but we from Fountain Valley like to claim all the, claim all the sister cities is claim Huntington. It's all good. It's like where's Fountain Valley? You, just like, say you know where Huntington is? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well there. Yeah, we're right, right, right next yeah. door. Yeah. So to be honest, but yeah, I spent my childhood in, in Huntington Beach, growing up here, and, and um, you know, back. Yeah, that's and, awesome. So, all right, yeah, so, so take us back to the beginning. Where, where, how were you introduced to surfing? Oh man. I was was I can't I can't t- I don't remember how old maybe t- ten or eleven is when I started. My sister, my older sister, was like ten years older. She's always been um, sort of uh, you know to help raise me. You know, especially in the early years because we had you know our our family dynamics was a little funky in the, in the beginning. A um, lot of a lot of families are. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were part of the dis the functioning dysfunctionals, but. Um, I'd always had this, you know, always, you know, obsessed with the beach, and I spent a lot of my childhood on the beach, but I'd never surfed. I was always standing up. I literally surfing on a boogie board because you couldn't, you know, you couldn't. It was out of my. I couldn't afford it. Yeah. You know, surfboard just seemed like. Well, we all started there, though. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, she, you know, and one day she showed up with the uh, for not not my not Christmas, not my birthday, just because she's so generous and just so loving and. Uh, saw how I was my, my, my desire to, to try to surf and to surf and to just you know love the- hiring with indeed your search is over 
If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Love the whole image of it and all the guys that we grew up with that are older and just was was in awe of these guys and just uh, so she showed up with an old like pintail Sam Hawk baby blue like nice. it should be on my wall right now. Wow! I screwed up and I gave it away to how old are you? At, how old am I right now? No, no, no. Like then I think I was like eleven. Nice. And. um Maybe, yeah, maybe, I think it was like 11, maybe 10. But, um, and then from there, man, that's when I can really remember, like, you know. So your, your sister grabbed sister, the board for you. Yeah, she grabbed the board for me, and, and, and. And you were already standing up on a, a boogie, boogie board. board. Yeah, we'd ride our, every day we'd ride our bikes, uh, you know, you know, down Brookhurst, um, with our, with our boogie boards and spend all day there. And, or if, even before that, without it, and, and, you know, this is really young, and, uh. Yeah, we just spent all our, our childhood at the beach, and so we finally got got a surfboard and started. And that's when it really became an obsession, and really spending more time at the beach, just being in the water and, and and surfing and surfing with our you know our friends and everything that comes along with it. You know, and you guys know better than I yeah. do. Um, yeah, that culture and uh, it's just you know it was I just felt more comfortable and I felt safe in the water as opposed to on land for for a lot of it. So I spent yeah. a lot of my time. Yeah. Um, escaping into 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 the ocean and surfing, and you know, from there, I, you know, got the courage to try to paddle out north side of the, peri- the pier. And, yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> Lennon still has it. No, <laughs> I stay away from that. Started, you know, we, we grew up surfing the river jetties and yeah. then the pier, and then uh, you know, up and down everywhere. But then you know, a lot of you know, a lot of time spent um, surfing Huntington Beach in my my teenage and high school years for sure. And, yeah, so tell us about that. Like, you know, we've we've had a couple different. Huntington Beach, you know, we had Bud Lamas on, and we've nice. had other I love dudes. Buddy. Buddy's one yeah. of my favorites. Other dudes that have grown up in Huntington, and you know, back then, it, it was totally different, right? Like, oh my god! There was no, you you weren't just a a Grom, and you you weren't able to just surf Northside, no, or I anywhere think, near the pier. Yeah, yeah. Like no, you, I you had to like earn, earn your way. One hundred definitely had to earn your way, and, and I had to pay. I paid my my dues. <laughs> I think. One of the first times I, I got I got in a fight when surrounded by I, one of them was might even then Colby Outlaw. Oh shit! And and you know back then it was Colby Outlaw, Larry Colby, Larry right? Larry Colby. There's uh, the, oh, the Bryce Myrtle. Maybe? Bryce Myrtle, yeah. yeah. Bryce Myrtle. Bryce, I mean, these Albert, guys are like who? Albert, Bryce Myrtle used to pick on you. <laughs> Albert Taylor. <laughs> Man. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of good. Guys. Mean, was it Jeff Smith too? Maybe? 
Um, but Jeff Scott, sorry. Jeff Scott. Sorry, just Jeff Scott was probably one of them. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Rest yeah. in peace brother. Um, but yeah, dude, def- yeah, I had to, had to pay my dues. Those were some of the cats. And they're much older, too. With guys that, 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 you know, I don't even really remember. They're not even around anymore, you know. But Lamas is probably one of them. Girl, yeah. Could have been another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, there were some, there were some tough, there were some, you know, some, some hardcore guys out there that. That is just super clicky too. You know, like you had like the South Side crew, you had the North Side yeah. crew, and 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 it's still like that today. But I feel like it's way know, more lax now. It's way more relaxed. Yeah. Way more relaxed. It was yeah. intense back in the day out there. You weren't. Yeah. It was. There was a pecking order. And, it was serious business. As yeah. opposed to today, that's way more chill, which which I prefer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially the older I get. And uh, but yeah. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. As long as I, you know he has proper etiquette and respect, yeah. you'll be fine. But it was like that up and down the coast too. You know, like everywhere, you surf yeah. Newport a lot, River Jetties, and yeah. you know the the streets and everywhere had their their crew of, of no, guys. It's still me. like that. Well, I've <laughs> I've been living in Venice for uh, you know for twenty some years now, and surfing the breakwater was was pretty intense too. A lot yeah. like. North, north side of the pier, but yeah. uh, to now it's just it's not the same. It's no, like, no, it's no. a bunch of soft tops with all uh, you know all the techies. It's so crazy. Yeah. So, so going back to early days of Huntington, when did you finally like feel comfortable and and get enough like okay, I can surf good enough to like hang <laughs> with these dudes? Oh man, it was probably um, I don't know what year it was in high school. We. Uh, what, first what sponsored Robert, I went to Fountain Valley High okay. School, but uh, I think Robert August and you know George Lambert, my first sponsor. Nice. Yeah. And it, it was a you know I'm really good friends with Sam. You know Robert's son. He's like a big brother to me. So it was probably like a, you know a, of more of a, a, a you know family as opposed to talent. But yeah. anyway, but I was was surfing started surfing NSA you know NSSA contest back then. But when it was the old for the original Robert August uh, surf shop, I don't know if you remember that on Fifth Street. Well, not you know, before on that down. Main Street. Down. Oh, Main Street. Oh, wait. Old Brick like House. The first, first yeah, yeah, yeah. Street. Yeah. Like yeah. the first block between yeah. PCH and. Yeah, same size electric yeah. chair where electric chair used to be just on, just down the street towards the Okay. Beach, yeah. Um, and spent a lot of time hanging out there. And I think it's. How, how did you get sponsored? Sorry to. Just because I, I knew somebody. Okay. <laughs> I asked George and I was certain. Yeah. I think I was more, more of a friend of Sam's, is why. But. Uh, just meeting George too, in the first time, and in that, in, in, in all of his, in that whole crew, and that that part of uh, you know, Huntington. Yeah. It's just and that's it was, that's, it, that's HP royalty, right? That's yeah, there. no, that, that was, was that, a rootsy shop, right yeah. there. I mean, super like rootsy, yeah, super rootsy, super rootsy, and it was what it was. It's just a, it's a special spot, a special yeah. environment, in 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 like little mini culture in, in and of itself. And, yeah. yeah. Um, that's where you know, and it's this. That's where I started to meet you know more people and, and 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 surf more and get to know everybody, and that's you know got a little bit more comfortable and went off from there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so you started riding for Robert August. For Robert, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. We ride shortboards or longboards. Shortboards. Okay. Yeah, trying. Yeah, just competing in those, you know, those NSA. They were my first contest. sponsor, too. Yeah. No, really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. yeah. George made me wax and de-wax all the boards and the used boards and, <laughs> they and can... pledge everything, every board, every day. That's amazing. Yeah. So he puts you to work. Always, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's classic. Yeah, and that's it. I competed not, not you know, I, I, I was, you know, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, these guys that grew up around here can, can surf. A lot of our friends are just, you know 
lot who, of terms. Who were you looking up to at that time? Oh my gosh. Back in that time, of course, I mean, locally it was like guys like Gerlach and, and, and Bud, but I mean, I think Tommy Curran was, was my favorite surfer at that time. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, being Come on. 13 yeah. years old and 14 years old, I mean. Mr. Yeah. Smooth and he was just Mr. so fluid and like he, he was so smooth on the way of it was it was uh, it was so unique and I, yeah I was trying to emulate that with the little chicken wing thing <laughs> with the head snaps the, the chicken wing head snap my board's not moving but yeah. I can do a mean head snap so good <laughs> yep that's right um, and then yeah that's in, just spent my 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 you know I was playing some sports. You know, in the beginning of my high school career and whatnot, but basically just fell in love with, just wanted to surf. Yeah. And I spent the, my last two years just basically surfing and, you know, not really studying that much. Did Fountain uh, <laughs> Valley have a surf team they at that did. time? We yeah, did. But I mean, Laka, Laka was probably our best. Laka Burgess. Yeah, yeah. Laka for sure. And there's yeah. a couple of other guys that were really good, but... We didn't compete. We weren't nearly as good as like Huntington Beach or even. No, but I, I just didn't know if they when they started like yeah. Their, their we, st- we, we were the first year. We, yeah. Because guys like me and a couple of little couple older guys like Ronnie Gould, Ronnie Goldberg back yeah. then. Yeah. You know Ron Gould. Yeah. Okay, so he was you know he was leading the charge for a surf team at Fountain Valley. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So we got we were the first one. We 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 were terrible. But at least so we were surfing zero in first period. We got to spend our mornings at the beach and got credit for it. Yeah, I'm like he's not gonna he's not gonna vote for that. I don't have to go change in the locker room and be all sweaty. With yeah, yeah, exactly. like, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the beach, come in all salty and like ready. Yeah. Oh, you guys got here at seven. I just got out of the water. Yeah, yeah. yeah it made everybody feel really <laughs> jealous. That's exactly right. You know the deal, dude. That's exactly true. I was like, I, I, I did practice? not have that in Long Beach. <laughs> like. I grew yeah. up in, in North Long Beach and went to Jordan High School, and that's in the hood. I never even heard of Jordan. I know yeah. Pauly and Wilson is all I know. Jordan is even more inland than wow. both of those schools. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It used to, yes, I'm going to tell him. I know. It used to take me two and a half hours to get from my house to Seal Beach on a bike. No way. One way. No way. <laughs> and we do it all summer long. It yeah. was, that's, I love hearing yeah, it. Yeah, it was. I thought my story was, you know, you know it took like. <laughs> A half an hour right yeah. to the beach or 15 minutes I thought that was all these yeah. neighborhood kids at his school they didn't even know there was a beach right yeah, I bet like, you they had where are you going no I mean that's that's a that is, that's so you did. so I live in Venice and it's you know inland it's you know very the hoods right there half these kids they live so close to the beach had never been to the beach that's crazy. so stupid I know and I'm trying it's to start something with you know called ghetto surf where you introduce the, you know the beach and surf oh right so, yeah nice um, but yeah that being said, I was so blown away by it Meeting some of these kids who like were so fascinated that I surf. Yeah. You no, know, you know, because all their, you know, their 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 fathers and uncles, you know, I'm a surfer boy, and they they had never been to the beach. That's yeah. so weird. And I was like, why? Doesn't make sense, right? No, yeah. No, you got and some of that so I've taken it just have just they're mind blown. Yeah. Mind blown. You take them and, and get them in the water for the first time. And well, I not to interrupt, but I told my kids like, I'm well, this is like. You like Disneyland, Knott's Berry Farm, and all these rides and everything. This is like free Disneyland. Like, for, like once you get hooked, yeah, like right. every wave is like that yeah. exciting. That's you know, that's, that's and you're exactly like, this right. is free. Like yeah. you can do this all day, yeah. every day. Like, and and then finally it's starting to sink in. But they're like kind of compare of like when you never have done it before. And yeah. I don't care what your level is, but like once you stand up and you're just gliding game over like yeah can you remember that's so funny do you i remember the very first wave 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 that i actually stood up on not whitewash yeah 
on the boogie board or just learn that. But yeah. the first paddling wave, standing up and going down the line, I, I, I'll never forget it. Where, I where remember my first like real duck dive, my first overhead wave, yeah. my first wave, like my first barrel. Brookhurst Street, you know, Brookhurst, yeah, okay. between Brookhurst and Magnolia, there's all those. I didn't know what it didn't matter at the time, but there was on that on the, that board that my sister bought me. Just it was it was just magical when that was hooked. Like you know, like you said, I, it, it's it just it's like a, such a it's such a it's a it's like a drug and it's, a, it's so addicting. Yeah. Um, and it's free and it's there for us. You know, spent all day. I was done. That's why. Hence, I quit playing sports and just was obsessed with with surfing. Yeah, I remember I was a a skate rat in the beginning, like. I got my first real skateboard in third grade, and then third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, I was into skateboarding. I wanted to be Tony Alva, I wanted to be Jay Adams, I wanted to be, you know, Shudo Kubo, and nice. I was a skateboarder. And uh, this other kid, actually this guy across the street who was a gas station attendant, he, he, he surfed, and he was like, you should try surfing, you know? Skateboarding's fun, but you should try surfing. And, no way. And he... He uh, actually sold me a garage twin fin channel bottom. Like, it was practically brand new, but it was like a sick twin fin. I painted Martin Potter Saint on it. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking, okay, I'm, I'm going to surf. And it was so hard, I couldn't do it. And finally, I borrowed, it was like maybe a year or two later, that my sister took me and a bunch of friends to Bolsa Chica, and I was riding a purple lightning bolt. And I remember my first wave paddling into it, angling, standing up and going down the line and pumping and going, this is fucking surfing. This is, this is, this is the, this is it. Yeah, right there for sure. Yeah. And from then on, surfing was the biggest, most important thing in life. I know, right? (laughs) After that moment, you're like, oh my God, I get it. They want more. So, so back to you in high school you said you played sports but surfing kind of took over um were you 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 weren't a good student i i was none of us average student no (laughs) i was an average student you know i think once i applied myself it it, you know because i eventually did and we'll talk about that later i ended up going to ucla what um yeah yeah but i didn't go right out of high school I, i had to go to occ for a year and a half um but yeah, I, I wasn't the best student. You know, there was obviously potential, but it wasn't that uh, productive or, or ambitious. Plus, it wasn't really wasn't pushed that much. In, you know, in my household, yeah, my parents would kill me. But it, it wasn't you know wasn't emphasized as much as I would you know looking back as as, as hope. But um, you know, as long as I wasn't in jail, that was that was a win. <laughs> yeah, that, they were they were, yeah. they were, they were I doing mean, their job. So it's uh, expensive, and you got to have that <laughs> desire, yeah. you know. And yeah. you know, it's it depends on you know what you're passionate about too. You know, yeah. like if you're gonna be a doctor or a lawyer, yeah, you have to go there. But if you you know everybody, I don't know, maybe I'll be a, a trade, you know, a tradesman. I'll yeah. pick up the something. Well, well, I was yeah, I was surfing. Like I was competing, as I said, like earlier, but not very good. Not you know, just just more having fun knew probably really there's no future in, in you know in competing maybe in some other element to to the surf culture surfing world um but definitely not you know competing um so after i graduated didn't really wasn't sure because i hadn't planned on going to college kind of loosely said maybe so you know kind of knowing that i'd have to go to a, a junior college if i did but just never really planned on it and he's either gonna 
going to the military maybe or you know the, join the police academy um pick up a trade or something something yeah because but I, you know because also I spent so much time just surfing in that culture and I saw a few few friends a few of our friends too go that kind of went you know my sister included we went down a you know a, a, a path that I didn't necessarily want to go down you know what I mean and I was associating it with the surf culture which is completely unfair but back in the day there was it was you know could get a little heavy um but I, I, you know, this is when I got into to acting and to this, into Hollywood businesses. I just, I, you know, had no clue on what I wanted to do. And I met this agent. I'll tell you the story how later. It's a long one if we have time. But it's a, but it, and I, that's when I decided to. How old are you? 18. 18, okay. Yeah. And uh, what was your first, what, before we get in that story, what did you, what was your first job? Like, where did you work? And the first like job, that? technically, was to get in the unit. I, I, I started doing TV, television commercials. I tried to model <laughs> <laughs> with a lot of our friends, by the way. From yeah. you know, by Brian Lovely. You remember that guy? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And he, he, Neil so we, yeah, we would drive up together. You know, go to our little casting out there. You know, castings from drive up from Huntington um, into Hollywood. But uh, but, doing but your friends were doing it, and you're like, Some, yeah, you should try this. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I talked a couple of them into uh, doing it. Okay. Too. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so uh, so yeah. What that? Like, my so first job was a commercial to be so. My first okay. acting gig was was Flipper, the new Flipper, not the old Flipper. <laughs> the one with Jessica. Yeah. The first my first paying acting real gig. Hold on a second. Yeah. Um, so. You went, I had done small, like yeah. weird parts on these shows before Flipper, but there was, but like, I didn't really, they weren't, yeah, I didn't really count them as acting. But know. how many auditions before you landed a commercial? Oh. Like you know, so yeah. And then how did you even find out about these auditions? You met. Uh, so I met a commercial. I met an agent, yeah. and um, and at the, I met her at this event. She thought it was funny. And she was like, "I'm going to represent you." I can tell you the whole story yeah. before. I'm, I'm, I'm abbreviating it. And she's like, I go, represent me. I'm like, I represent myself. What are you talking about? You know, what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> she's like, I'm an agent. I want to represent you. Do commercials. Pays a month. You know, she's like, it pays that. I'm like, sure. Yeah. It. Um, but I had been interested in. And in, you were just starting. Just starting. But I was been interested, truthfully, you know, growing up where we grew up, studying, you know, the arts, like, you know, theater or writing, mainly theater, wasn't really popular. Yeah. You know, wasn't. But, but that's what you were into. But they secretly was like, you know, kind of vibing with it and also vibing with, you know, with did writing. You, did you ever join the Never. drama club or no, dude, no. You're, you're a closet yeah, drama club yeah, guy exactly okay okay yeah no way it wasn't dig that you know like, <laughs> you do right yeah <laughs> you blew it bro i did blow it. trust me i blew it big time more than once man you have no idea <laughs> we don't, we're not gonna go down that path dude, so you were 18 <laughs> so yeah um with also not knowing what i wanted to do dude i could i wasn't get, i didn't get into i didn't apply to any school i wasn't planning didn't you know and then I couldn't just surf for the rest of your life. Yeah, I needed that, to get out. To make I've money. been here, and I was like, I need to do something. Like, so wait, going back to the question, what was your first job? You didn't, you didn't ever have a job. Oh, like, first job. Yeah. yeah, I think my first job as an actor. No, no, my like, first like, job like, like delivering newspapers. Uh, paper boy. I was paper a paper boy okay. for for a while, and uh, for like the Daily Pilot. Yes, and you had to go collect money. You still people. wanted to be the register guy, paper boy, like that guy. Yeah, bank, bank, you know? bank. But you had to go and collect money. Didn't, people didn't ask for the paper. You just delivered it and had to go around and once a week and say, hey, you want to make a donation? I didn't have the people, like, you know, no. They'll yeah. get pissed off. But it teaches you how like, to be a servant. Stop bringing this shit to my house. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, 
So it's four twenty five, sir. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, give me a break. No, but then, um, and then I was a, I was a cart boy. This is where I learned how to play golf. I was a cart boy at uh, the Costa Mesa Golf Course. Okay. So washing golf carts and, and, and driving the golf range, okay. and I worked the uh, I worked the driving range. I was like fifteen. Um, so then, then you graduate high school, and some of your friends are trying yeah. to get into acting. Well, yeah, hold on. I had so many jobs, too. I was, like, thinking all the jobs that I did, too. I worked for Peak Wetsuits at one time. Oh, shit! Like, what? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Joe Mack got me the job there. Joe no Mack way! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I got fired from there. <laughs> What'd you on, do? I didn't do anything. Didn't show up? What's his name? The owner. <laughs> what's his, on any given day, dude, you didn't want to get on his back. I forget the owner's name at the time. Australian like, guy? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, an Aussie guy. God, who, who owned Peak? I don't know. Yeah. Peaks were the raddest suits. They I gave bought one from Beach Surf Center. Yeah. They got, yeah, they got <laughs> they gave me worse, the worst, worst rashes, rashes but well, they were the cool. That's why I wanted the Larky warm. Exactly. And they're cold because they're over uh, overlock. Yeah, yeah, not even overlock. They were like, oh, uh, what is that called? Overlock stitch, not okay. flat stitch. Yeah, not flat yeah. overlock. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah, well, the wetsuits. Hey, bro, today. I sold, sold wetsuits for a living for a while. <laughs> yeah. I worked in the, the back. I boxed up the wetsuits. I, I, I was the shipping guy. So I'm shipping wetsuits to all across. I'm like, where's this? In Florida? <laughs> what are you serving in Florida? North Carolina? Fuck, what? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, these people serving? But I got the, yeah. So anyway, I got fired from that job. I don't, I forget why. Um, and then uh, what, uh, I tried waiting for the tables. That didn't really work out either. You know, I wasn't a very good Which restaurant server? Um, Marie Calendars. I started as a busboy Marie Calendars and then moved up to a waiter. This is the one right across, close to my parents' house. Nice. Um, cause I, could, I could walk there, ride my bike there. But yeah, it started as a, I was bussing tables at Marie Calendars, you know, and, and, hustling. You know, and hustling and waited for a second. It was just terrible. And then what's this other cheesy restaurant? The uh, Cabo Cabo Cabo, which was in Century City. I when I st- my first year at UCLA, I had to get it, you know, wasn't supplemental you know, job. Exactly. Well, I didn't. I hadn't booked a commercial. And you know, doing commercials was I wouldn't have been able to go, to go to school if, if it wasn't for you know I wouldn't have been able to afford a UCLA if I didn't wasn't able to do a couple commercials here and there and get yeah. paid. But when they did pay, they paid pretty well and for a, a long time, time right? Yeah, residuals. Yeah. It's called mailbox money. Yeah, you know? yeah. You'd feel the thickness of the envelope because they'd have to print out the air dates. How many times? Though? Yeah, the air, and then the check on top. But if you had more, you know, the more ink you had to put on, the more pieces of paper. So if you had a fatty, <laughs> you were scrolling. Yes. You know, and it'd be a lot of money, Lottery. especially, back, so, especially so at that time. Tell us, you're 18 years old. You're going to these castings for commercials. What was your first commercial for Plymouth? Plymouth. Remember car. the owl, the Plymouth car, Plymouth. Yeah. 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 So it was so cheesy and so bad. And there was this college kid walking out of the house, and my books. I don't even think they were, we didn't have computers back then. Yeah. <laughs> with the laptops, dude. Um, and just a backpack, this cheesy sweater, and you just walk in, and it's like this, you know, this all-American, you know, image. And then they made that campaign, that big owl comes on screen and goes, whoo! And I had to look at the camera and go, Plymouth, that's it. <laughs> just a one line. One line, that's it, dude. That so, was your first and that, commercial. And that got me into the union, yes. Dude! Yeah, I know. So how, how many auditions until you got that commercial did you I had to say, I, had, I have to admit, I was pretty lucky. It happened pretty fast. That was maybe like, you know, and, 
probably the tenth one. And what do you sometimes th- it takes a hundred. And yeah. what do you think like got you that gig? Was it like you were just confident in the casting or the look you think? A little Good looking look, like, all American I mean, blue eyed kid. Blue eyed delivered Plymouth, that's who. Um Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not sure exactly. It's yeah. it's just the who who the hell knows? It's you I, how many right place at the right time. How many auditions do you think you, you had before you got that job? So probably only only like ten. We now that's just like that's like as a commercial actor, and it's a totally different ball game as yeah. an actor. Or for sure, for sure. When when you're you know going up for a film or you're going up for a TV show, you it, you know and it doesn't it doesn't really change. Like in the beginning, it takes you know it, it takes a long time. Yeah. Um, and it can go from you know even now you know it's I went two years without working. Wow. Um, and I was you know seeking work, trying you know hustling and, and auditioning and. You know, sometimes was, it just it, it just takes a little bit longer. And you just it's just you know. yeah. Was it super intimidating going to these casting because you know you're you know you're well, kind of role playing or whatever, and you got a lot of people in there and a well, whole line of guys doing the tr- waiting ahead of, in front of you and behind you. A hundred percent, yeah. Especially when in so my when I first started, you know, at eighteen, and uh, I kind of I don't know, I wasn't. The, I didn't look like a, when I say model. I was, I was just this punk with white hair, yeah. small, skinny. I wasn't a model. I didn't look like one, you know. But going up against these dudes that were just beats, you know what I mean? Supermodel. I mean, just everybody's so pretty and so good looking and so you know. So it was a little intimidating. Not intimidating. I just felt like I didn't belong. I'm like, what the fuck yeah. am I doing here? Yeah. Um, but you. But I think that's what helped me get certain. You jobs. looked yeah. all American, though. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, like. I literally had white hair because I was in the water like all yeah. day. Every yeah. day. My hair was like as white as your t-shirt. Yeah. And it was tan. You weren't just a, and, a pretty boy. And I had Spike. Yeah. You know, I thought I was, my nickname was Silly Idol. You know, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I had spiky hair. I thought I was punk rock. And I so That's so awesome. <laughs> so you got the job for Plymouth. Yeah. Right? How many auditions? Was it just one? And then they said, yeah, you got it? Or? Oh, no, no. You have a callback. So you have to go through. You have an audition and a callback. Sometimes two. And then... I think it was after you know, yeah, two or three for or four sometimes for. Now, for did you already have that uh, agent or not yet? She was yeah, she was. That's how I got the uh, the audition. Okay. Um, she would represent. You know. So w- was she getting excited like, whoa, you're getting a second call, like, you might get this job, like. Oh, it's all you always love the yeah yeah it's yeah yeah when you get a call back it's always exciting no matter you know whether you've been doing it for a year or for thirty yeah so. What did it pay you? Like, good to question. I think that th- that thing, you know, at least ten thousand dollars for filming, for not for filming it over like throughout the throughout the year of getting residuals and whatnot. You made ten maybe, G's, maybe probably at that time too, probably maybe a little bit more. So yeah, it, yeah. It, for, it helped me go to school. And it, they filmed in like a day or two just or one week? day, just one yeah. day. Yeah, drove up to Hancock Park. Yeah. Filmed one day. Super, probably it probably took you like easy. two or three hours. Yeah, well, yeah. not even day because it's setting up the cameras and all that stuff. Yeah. But literally, it was like, I was like, what? A day of work it was just crazy. And was it Did just? You, I was just happy getting paid for the day's work. Did, yeah. I didn't really understand. You didn't know the, the re- concept of residual. Yeah. You're until like, after the fact. I was like, so your Whoa. A- your agent explained to you afterwards, like, yeah, you know, you're gonna get a you're gonna get paid for filming, and then when they start airing it on national TV. You're gonna get checks every month yeah. for how many times? Well, it took to so, so we were living. I was living here, and so if the ways were good, 
like you know, like they were the other day. We said oh, it would be very hard for me to get in a car and go to LA. <laughs> I'm home with like our friends, like Brian and and and, and you know. If, so she's like, so it took her say, hey, this is one you don't want to miss, okay? Yeah. This one will we'll pay. It's good and it, the residuals and this, this and that. She had to emphasize that this is one you don't want to go on or you don't want to miss. Yeah. yeah. The other ones, these like regional ones that will play. Like I literally did. What's that store? Like I did. Miller's Outpost commercial. Really? Like the second one. It'll take a regional. That was so bad. So cheesy. Um, but they don't pay nearly nearly as much. But yeah, she would emphasize, you know what? You don't miss this one. I don't care how good the waves are. I don't, know, I don't care what you're doing. Get up here. <laughs> do, you, do, do, do you like, you're building a resume at this point, you know, each time you get a gig, you know? Yeah. yeah. Plymouth and then Miller's Outpost. Is that like help? No. Not really, not right? So. It's all about like so. that one. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess certain campaigns yeah, like that. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I wasn't, uh, I'm sure it does, but I wasn't really that, you know, aware and conscious of how that part of the business works. I yeah. just, it was temporary. I was I was planning on going on to, I was just planning on doing it for a year or two just to help pay through my, you know, my education and then uh, go on. But so wait, on this, is, so when, this is party money right here. Yeah. This is not No, like, it was yeah. road trip, so there was, exactly, so yeah. <laughs> When we get the, when a big check would come in the mailbox, when mailbox money would come, we'd be like, "Okay, where are we going, dude?" Yeah, get the boys. I had to, then I, I bought this like Isuzu Trooper four wheel drive. I'm like, Let's go down to Mexico. Can you get three thousand dollar check? And you're like, "Just hit the road." It was too good. It's too good. So um, how how big was the first check? Do you remember? I don't remember. No, the first ones are you know twelve hundred bucks. Yeah. And you were shitting your pants. They blown away. I was like, I know what to do. You know, yeah. Did not know what to do with that. This is like... Right, I got to get, get more of these gigs. I thought $1,000 is like the, the most, you know... You'd ever seen in your life. life. Exactly. I was like, so what was your what was your parents saying? Were they psyched? They were stoked. They're like, yeah, they were relieved. Yeah. yeah. They were relieved. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is good for something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. He might have a chance. <laughs> yeah. No, they were, they were super supportive and, and, and happy and relieved and... <laughs> grateful that yeah they actually could pay the bills was so there, was there like networking parties at this point like you met other actors like were you going up to Hollywood I mean that's where all the cool parties were and stuff were you guys not until I was pursuing him? acting really yeah. and got to a different level at this point I was just, just still living down here and flowing up, up there, there yeah there. And, when, and when I started going to um, shortly thereafter I, I went to the same agent I'm like I'm, I'm interested in, in, in acting so you, you got a, a SAG card after you did the commercial. After that commercial, yeah. that commercial got me my SAG card, which is you know, super lucky. Yeah. And, then, and uh, for those that don't know, it's Screen Actors Guild card, yeah. right? Yeah. And that gets you in the union, yeah. and that helps and you get more gigs. More gigs. Right? A lot of times we, people, you know, productions don't want to hire any non-union. Right. So it's hard. If you're not union, it gets very difficult, um, which is unfortunate. But, yeah, that's just the deal. So so uh, after Plymouth, what what else? So I did a series of other commercials during when I was at UCLA, and um, I mean everything from, like I said, you know Plymouth to car commercials to Bud Light to what's another big campaign? I was lucky that Coca Cola, shut the front door. You did Coca Cola and McDonald's with New Kids on the Block. Yeah, I did. what? Yeah, exactly. I met wow. And so I met Donnie Wahlberg when he was a fat little kid. <laughs> His, his brothers and new kids on the block. Yeah. I'm like, who is this annoying family? <laughs> that is amazing. Marky Mark, bro. Yeah. Like, That's the same fucking kid. That, you know, yeah. But yeah. But yeah, then I did this McDonald's commercial, which was 
which is my first acting gig we're talking about that it was it was directed by this uh, commercial director who shoots it's, his name is Joe Pitka and he directed a movie Air Jordan but he's, he's one of the most uh, talented famous commercial directors they're beautifully shot yeah guy's a tyrant um, difficult to work with has the craziest reputation I actually love him I had a, I had a really good connection with him um, but it was a McDonald's commercial that was like a minute long that was my first real acting piece and I literally used that commercial as my reel which is like a no-no if you're trying to be taken seriously as an actor yeah yeah. you know yeah that got something in my commercial reel it doesn't go over too well yeah but I used it because it looks it was that, it was that good and wow I, I didn't care yeah no. can you YouTube that? Most likely, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> tell this well, tell us, it's amazing. What, 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 I mean, it's a minute long, and that's a long a, fucking. It's just you, it's or whole, is there like it's other me and Meadow Sisto, who's another actress. It's Jeremy's sister. I'm not sure. I am. Um, yeah, two. They hired two. Well, I was acting at the time, going yeah. to school. That's how I got the gig. That was a couple years later, because shortly before yeah. that, I, I inserted myself to this uh, acting and directing yeah. class slash school. Um, and I'll tell you who was in it later when we, we will go back to there because it blew me away. I was like, what? That talk about starstruck and be feeling uncomfortable and feeling out of your element because it, I'll just cut to it. So I, the, the agent that uh, I met early on, I, I asked her, I go, I'm, I'm interested in acting in, um, in theater, dare I say theater. I want to study. Can you direct me to a class? And she introduced me to this teacher. It was phenomenal. Lynette Kitsalas. Um her, her ex-husband, who passed away, is Milton. He was like a big uh, acting coach, and you know, I hate to say he's a big Scientologist too. He's more known for that, but he taught. A, you know, he had a really good reputation for, for 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 putting out good students, and but his wife was even better. So I walk into the class, met her. She's like, "Yeah, you're cool. Come back at uh, like, you know whatever seven thirty when class starts, six thirty. Well, in the class was like Molly Ringwald. Dang. Exactly. Was she a star already? Or yeah, I had seen Canada star. Yeah, yeah. already. I was like, what? Adam Sandler, who was just starting out, he was working on his comedy routine for Saturday Night Live, and so I'd see, we'd get to see him practice and work on his material for us to prepare for him to go back to New York. Right what? Right oh, that's really Cool, right? I was like, and then, yeah, so in, there was like a lot of other famous actors at that time would come and go because they, you know, they'd be working a lot. But it was a heavy, heavy, heavy hitter class, and that's where... I was like, damn, this is serious and this, this is fun. I actually, that's where I kind of fell in love with, with literature and plays and writing and, and the, being creative and also acting and directing because you know, she was a director as well. And but at that point, that's when I kind of found, uh, you know, okay, this is what I'm, I think this is what I want to do. Yeah. I want to pursue this. I, I find it really interesting on how you kind of fell into it, right? It, like, that's right. Yeah. You, you had a couple friends that were like, hey, you know, well, I fell into We're going it. To LA. Literally fell into it when, and this is my sister and my mom entered me into this modeling contest. Before that, you went? Before, I mean, but this is how I met. The, this is how I met that agent. That agent was the, one of the town, uh, the uh, judges. And as I said, I literally got home from the beach, got off my bike. Not we drove at the time. I was I was, I was eighteen or seventeen, and I was seventeen at that time, and. Uh, coming up from the beach and they're like my mom and my sister are kind of quiet looking at me like kind of giggly and I'm like what's going on like you're gonna hate us <laughs> but we signed you up you start off like that I'm like I fucking hate you already <laughs> I'm gonna hate you that was not my jam like anything with mom and what else and they're like we entered you into this contest and they accepted you 
and they 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 think you have a really good chance of winning. But I'm like, what's the catch? You got to enter. There's, like, there's an entry fee. I'm like, mom, come on. I'm not doing that shit. It's yeah. Like, oh my god. It's gosh. for like it's for kooks. Something. That's not my jam. You're crazy. But they and, knew that you were. Well, they, but the moment then, then one of my friends was there with me, and he's laughing, and then he's then he he's the one. My funny John goes, w- w- "Where is it?" And he's at Kokomo's. You remember Kokomo's? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Irvine. Yeah. Kokomo's <laughs> Irvine. And since they were 17 and 18, and, and uh, we don't have fake IDs, we can't get anywhere. But it's a bar. It's a club. Yeah. yeah. And it's also fe- over, female yeah. models as well as the client. He's like, dude, wait a minute. You can take how many friends? You two or three. Okay, and it's, <laughs> and it's drinking. You can drink, and there's gonna be hot chicks there. Yeah. You're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're, so right. Like, you're right. You're I right. am doing You're right. I am gonna do so, it. So, so you'd never wanted to get into modeling. You, no, you never no. did like the face shots and well, I had, later on, shots I did to get in. But after this contest, I showed up. I'm like, what the fuck is? I don't know what. The, what, is, what is, I don't know what happens at this thing. Nor do I care. I wore surf trunks and a wife beater. <laughs> what? As as your getup. That's my outfit, dude. Like the whole night, man. And I had like long hair. It's just and and uh Who's this beach rat? Exactly. And then I'm looking around all the dudes that are all like doing push ups in the bathroom and like looking at them, just combing their hair, getting all spruced up, posing in the mirror and I'm like just oh doing, and doing like pull ups and just... shit. I'm looking at this thing like and they're like all these big buff dudes too and I'm like again I'm this skinny little surfer and, and I'm like, Oh fuck. So I just made a mockery out of it. Yeah. I just made a fool of myself, made a fool of them. I just came on stage. I didn't know what to do. I'm doing dance moves. <laughs> and doing, I'm doing push-ups on stage. And just... Having fun, but just dan- Yeah, exactly. Made a mockery. And, what, and then they... That's why the, the agent eventually said... Uh, she came up to me after. She's like, dude, I think you're funny. Dude, you're fucking hilarious. You just... <laughs> whatever. Like, she's like, uh, I'm going to represent you. That um, is amazing. Exactly. You were the only one that didn't give a fuck. <laughs> that's yeah. You literally didn't give yeah. a fuck, yeah. and you got chosen because of it. Yeah, and that's crazy. Except that's a good, it's a good lesson in life, right there. It yeah. that always happens. That's freaking hilarious. And that's how Coke I got started. And that's how I got. That's that's how I get started. I know if you look up on Wikipedia or something, it says somebody saw me in front of a gap. That's not true. Uh, my sister, my mom. I thought it was Amber Comedy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's my, <laughs> so, so, what was this lady's name? The Dina, agent. Dina Ziegler. Dina Ziegler. A lot of people, yeah, I don't. Know, I'm not sure if she's in the business anymore. We haven't, I haven't, haven't seen or spoken to her in a long time. But yeah, Dina. She was, took you under her wing yeah. and started getting you these yeah. casting calls, and yeah. you got the Plymouth job. Yeah. Coca-Cola. The Mc, the McDonald's one was the one that kind of set you off. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say anything like. I mean, that one helped. It's say you can say that because actually, yeah. you know, you know, when you want to go out, starting when you want to start acting, you know, you can you you have to audition obviously and stuff. But it helps if you have a reel to help. Yeah. Show an agent. Like get, I didn't get getting representation. She was a commercial agent. She wasn't a theatrical one. So, but you have to get an agent. I couldn't get one. I, I, I was like, I, it was just it's so hard. Yeah, you know, without if you haven't worked, um, you just gotta get really lucky. So I was, you know, showing agents and, and managers and what and whatnot the uh, the acting McDonald's commercial. <laughs> yeah, um, as my reel for the longest time, um, but I did I did eventually I got an agent for a second, but couldn't get work, and then I moved to New York. And the second I moved to New York, that's where things really started to happen. You know, wow. I'd, I'd worked. So t- and that's yeah. like a big go, move. go back though. Yeah, you, you when did you just 
when did you decide so, to go to UCLA? So, and oh yeah, back up. Oh, so when I was so I started acting. Um, seriously, so you know when I got involved with the school and the Hollywood crowd a little bit, started running right around with some of the Hollywood crowd up in Hollywood. And uh, after about a year, networking exactly networking. After about a year, I realized I was like, man, I, I'm I'm not down with a lot of this shit, and I'm not down with a lot of these people. I need to get an education, and then I need to figure it out from there because I saw a lot of examples that you know these kids had moments of success, and then after that, it just wasn't working out and had nothing to fall back on. I just it scared me. My first year, it really. So you're of, talking about drugs and alcohol and drugs, alcohol, yeah. and just direction in life, taking things for granted, not having a plan, not being serious, just being an idiot. Yeah. Um, what age is this? You said you took a couple of years off. I took a no. So I start, So this is like a, you know, eighteen, nineteen, nineteen years oh, old so this time. Yeah, it's like young. a year. Yeah, super young. And yeah. I went and then, um, I just thought it would be smart. You know, you know, if I, I just wanted to go get an education, and I got, you know, super lucky. I worked hard, but I got back into it, and uh, I was accepted into UCLA. Well, that probably and, kept you balanced too. Yeah. You know, because it's a very high, low, like career yeah. of you know yeah you're like, lucky you had the discipline to like yeah you know like well that's pull back and go i got fr- scared and frustrated and that's when i even stopped surfing i still surf and that kept me somewhat sane but i really was dialed in and just, just obsessed and focused on getting the right grades to get in um and just hunker down yeah and how long did you go to ucla for i went three three and a half years did you graduate? I, I graduated yeah. wow dude yeah, yeah. Look at this guy. Yeah. What'd you graduate with? Sociology <laughs> and minor in psych. I went in as an English major because at that point too, I wanted to uh, I wanted to write and explore writing, and English was was the, the way to go. And I changed it after I saw how difficult the the English program is. Him, yeah. Oh my god! And, but then I also read you know this article and. You know, Elia Kazan and Marlon Brando. We were saying that you know, if you really want to be a you know a good actor and creator and a storyteller and a, and a writer director, studying the human condition and think sociology would seem like it was a a good you know a good you know program for me to to, to learn and to be in. If I wow, you, know. so that, that, you just got deep on me there, bro. I, I like know, but that, Marlon Brando and you, shit. You say you weren't that psyched at school in high school, you know? No, yeah. but like you know you flip the switch come college and and to go to UCLA that's a prestigious expensive and prestigious school to get a degree from yeah it was super hard I mean now it's almost impossible to get in I got lucky back in back in my time it wasn't as difficult yeah but uh, you know yeah you know yeah it's like everybody like most people you know especially from my generation and age you know a lot of us just had fun yeah didn't take you know so you, you're those first like, couple of years, like you pretty much parlayed that money you were making outside of your little Mexico trips or yeah. partying. You you invested in school. Yeah. And parents well, help you get any parents helped a little bit. Loans or didn't have to do so. I didn't have to get loans. any. Didn't have to get any student loans. Okay, that's good. You know, parents were able to help out a little yeah. bit, but you know, if I wasn't, uh, I wouldn't have been able to afford it if it weren't for commercials. Doing commercials. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. And I mean, those brands that you were making commercials for you were making a pretty penny I mean I'm not gonna lie <laughs> I'm, 
I'm not gonna come. Oh yeah, I won't. Yeah, I mean for, for me or like for that young. age, for that age, yeah. that's a lot of money at that age. Yeah, for sure. You're you're probably pushing close to a hundred something thousand. No, come no, on. No, I would say like you know something like thirty for a kid at that going to school making thirty. At that time, too, you gotta remember this is the this is like late eight, this is early nineties. Yeah. Um, I mean, I graduated technically. Walk. I walked in '92, but I didn't really finish until '93. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, there's you know maybe sometimes maybe more, sometimes a little less, but yeah. you know, but so that you, was a lot. And trust me, I you know as I said, you get a thousand dollar check in the mail, and you're like, what? Yeah. In yeah. all commercials, were they like probably filmed locally and stuff, like in studio Some, or on, offsite, somewhere close, or uh, mix of both? Yeah. I would travel a ton, dude. Too like it's crazy. Uh, London, I, I got to do. I was the old Spice dude in London. Um, That's so rad <laughs> for commercials. Yeah. yeah, and maybe on maybe on one of their packages, but it was with you know, it was with I was Kylie Minogue's boyfriend. You know the singer. Yeah. Like, so she was, was, and this is a long time ago. But yeah, we did travel. I went to London to do that spot. Um, what a go? Did we get? You know, we did it. Did the Bud Light commercial and uh, just in Telluride, but we had to get helicopter. Helicopter flown to the peak of where we were going to be filming, which is like literally landing on about this big of like space, dude. Yeah. Because like, they're going to take the helicopter and film around, but they're dropping you off on this 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 mountain peak, which is it was so gnarly, but so, it was so cool to travel like all over. I mean, where else? New York, obviously, and I live there, but Canada a lot. Um, What's the commercial you're like? That was the best commercial ever it'd probably have to be that Bud Light commercial way shot when uh, in Telluride because <laughs> the guy I, I, I became friends with this 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 another actor who's doing commercials as, as well and um, through other castings and, and you know in auditions and whatnot you just kind of you start to see the same people and some yeah. people are cool and you you connect and gravitate I just got lucky this one dude we were friends and he's a serious mountain climber he's like almost pro like guy's legit and it required climbing because we did have to climb up this thing and know how to properly climb mountains with them and like they the trained beaters before, and all that before shit before yeah. that like the well here's the story I didn't, and he trained me before uh, so I didn't show up there and like kill myself but he's like dude tell him you're, you, that you can rock climb you're a professional like mountain climber rock climber and you'll get the job and he's like yeah and so that's and that's what happened half the time people just lie straight up. you ride horses <laughs> yeah fake it, fake it till you make it <laughs> yeah dude ride a horse you drive um, a tank Give me yeah. the keys. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I, you you yeah. ice skate? Duh. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Triple axle, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So he's like, dude, say, tell him you do, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Cool, you're hired. <laughs> and then uh, he gave me some training real quick, and then yeah, that was that. But we had the best time because it was a snowstorm half like for a whole week, and uh, I I grew up skiing too, before snowboarding, and then we started snowboarding, but. There was a, uh, we just got to ski Telluride and like Sick. just neck deep snow. And then, then they're like, okay, the sun's coming out. It's time to shoot. Let's go. And then, you know, and then we got to fly around in the helicopter. And, and are, are you guys flying on like corporate jets or like, no, or I wish. like just they just, hey, here's your ticket and you just, just show up here at this hotel yeah. or location, like yeah. on your own kind of? Or they, no, they pay for it. They, they pay whole, for it, but I'm just saying you can travel a, as a group or it depends. Sometimes you go by yourself. Sometimes you travel as a group. It just depends on, yeah. you know, all that stuff. But it, they normally like they take good care of you. Yeah, only one private. Yeah, a couple privates. Yeah, that's later on in, in the career, but yeah, not so, back then. So on that Ir- Irish uh, spring commercial, did you tell them you're part of the McGregor clan? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you getting that information from, dude? You 
pulled out some really <laughs> dude. This guy. Oh my he, god. I, so so he's got roots from like one of the like. It was, it was Old Spice. Yeah. I wish it was Irish Spring, but uh, Old the, Spice. The, my dad, my, yeah, part of the uh, McGregor clan. Yeah. Yeah. What's the Mc, like? It's just like one of the like the roots, you know, of Irish. Yeah. It's a clan. Huh? Yeah. Scotch Irish, basically, okay. is what it is. It's like the, the McGregor clan makes a, a little cameo in, in Braveheart. Yeah. At the very end, when they're all all the families and the clans come together. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Clan represents. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lar had to throw that one in there. Yeah, yeah. hilarious. So good. Ah. It was um, not Irish Spring. It was uh, Old Spice. Old Spice. Same same difference, right? Yeah. Close. So yeah. mold and spicy. Yeah. So it's perfect. So you pulled back after you graduated. And, and that's after you graduated, you moved to New York. So after I graduated UCLA, um, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I went back to school, meaning acting and directing school and writing to hit the, in a private spot. Um, and I didn't really, I just wanted to study. I wasn't, didn't feel I was ready to audition for things, nor did I want to, nor could I, couldn't get, you know, at that point too, I couldn't, it was so difficult to get representation. Um, and I didn't have the best of luck. And I so I moved to um, moved to New York. Figured, you know, I got I I got one or two jobs. I did Flipper, and I did this other this other like, um, what show was it? It's like a nighttime. Is it a new concept? This nighttime soap. It was it was called Thirteen Bourbon Street. Shot in New Orleans. Great idea. Just it just didn't work. But and that was pretty much it. And after that, I just couldn't get arrested. And so I felt I just you know the casting director for that show was just. We had a, you know, she was a big supporter. Um, not, I want to say fan, but she was a really big help and support, and she, she believed in me. And so I reached out to her and said, I'm, I'm, I didn't know anybody in New York. I knew one person. And uh, I just up and bolted and said, I'm going to come to Did New York. Did somebody tell you that, hey, maybe you should try New York? I, nope. Is there like I just wanted, I just said, I just got tired of L.A. I was really, it was really, I just needed to get out. I just, you know, growing up. audition opportunity like LA? Less, no, less, but far less. Yeah. It's the opposite thing you're supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody just, comes from there, too. Everybody yeah. comes to LA. Yeah. You're, you're out of here. Growing up here and then yeah. and then going to, not going too far away to school at UCLA. It's an hour away, whatever, 45 minutes up north. And just spending so much time here and in LA, I was like ready for a change. Well, were York. you 19, 20 years old then? No, no, no. That time, I was just, I was 20. I'd spent three years trying to get work after college. So it was like, I was like 24. And 24, 25. Just packed up everything and went to New York. Yeah, just left. uh, By yourself? like By myself. I knew one person, my buddy Josh Takeman, who was working for uh, Bad Boy Records at the time. The only only, only Jewish white guy working at Bad Boy was awesome. So he was my roommate. He let me, I slept on his couch, and his sister is also a good friend of mine, and another roommate. But I couched it for for a minute, and then... uh, a room opened up and so I had an actual room but that was my roommate the only person I knew there but the uh, and I just I, and I didn't even plan on getting um, for a while anyway to work I was just going to study I was going to try I was going to go to like I went to the neighborhood playhouse for a minute and I found another acting uh, coach named Wynn Handman who was like like Sam Shepard's guy he's mm-hmm. the guy's a legend and we just connected so I was just studying and I didn't plan on really working or trying to work but I, once again New York's expensive, and yeah. it's like so. I had to start doing commercials again, and I did a couple out there, and got lucky as well. But then I was able to find uh, an agent to willing to take a chance, um, represent somebody who really didn't do that much. But I think me being from you know, in New York is so competitive, and there's yeah. so much talent, and it's really highbrow. 
I mean, I didn't really expect to be embraced the way. And I wasn't. I tried to do theater out there. Actually, it, it's theater's harder to break into than, than film or te- television. That's brutal. good. That's that's um, good for experience. Broadway. But how's money in that theater field? Not no, it's not. Well, I try. It's it, try to get on a Broadway show. It's 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 it's, it's, it's hard, man. But um, but and also they didn't really. They, I wasn't yeah. really welcome to that little yeah. community, and I'm and I'm okay with it. Um, yeah. yeah, but. Um, but yeah, I think it was because I was I was just I was so different, and that's when you know my first I'm trying to think of my first gig in New York. I think you brought it was like Sex in the City. Yeah, that, that was. was? Might have been my first real like not commercial gig. I did a, a commercial or two prior to that, but it was like all the New York. No, sorry, it was like with all the New York. So I did Homicide, which shot in Baltimore. Uh, Spin City, which here, was go, shot in New York. Here. Spin, okay. Spin City is who? Spin City was Michael J. Fox, oh, and right. created by Bill Lawrence, who created, along with Kevin Beagle, Cougar Town. That's how I and that's how I basically got Cougar Town because I worked with the creator in prior to that. On a very show. Brady sequel, ninety six Flipper, Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero, Spin City. Homicide, Life on the Street. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I played the Andrew Cunanan of Baltimore. That was my character. <laughs> Do you know who Andrew Cunanan is? No. <laughs> he, he was the uh, who murdered uh, uh, Giovanni uh, Versace. Oh, no way. That whole month. You've seen yeah, that yeah, story yeah. on it's like Netflix. But yeah, he's... Tell us about Aloha Beverly Hills Part 2. Oh, Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, actually did a couple auditions. and Larded? I did, yeah. And the show's not about Larson, though. It, it was... <laughs> I want to hear it. I, somebody, I don't even know how I got... Somebody called or referred me and said, Hey, they're going to film a commercial and they need a, surf, like a surfer. You know, So I show up and, of course, I see a bunch of like surfers you know that i know guys in the the industry you know like pro or want to be pro or or whatever and it was for a cologne commercial like so it had to do with surfing and water or whatever and supposedly it was kelly slater was going to be the main guy main guy but they needed a backup for like long shots far shots they could pretty much (laughs) and uh and that's all I knew. And I walk in, and of course, they, you know, they had to get undressed. They said, you know, bring board shorts and prepare to get undressed or whatever. And I walk in there, and they're like, okay, take off your shirt and your, you know, board shorts or whatever. And they're like, okay, you know, are you comfortable, like, getting naked in front of, like, the, you know, the directors and the cast and people and stuff? Like, yeah, like, being nude. And I'm like... Yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever. Like you know, and I thought they were gonna ask, like, drop your your junk, like, right there, and they didn't. They just asked, you know, like, hey, are you comfortable? What? And I got a call back, you know. So I got a call back, and they did it again, and then of course all you of a sudden, call back, man. And, and then he's the only one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But made me at midnight, and you know. And I wish I remembered like the cologne because they gave me a pamphlet or whatever, and. um was his name Harvey Weinstein? No. <laughs> but uh, Kelly ended up pulling out, so they just either went a different direction or whatever, because it was, you know, it was in the mid '90s when he was. That you is know, hilarious. Yeah. And he's doing Baywatch I, at the time, probably. And I saw, yeah, a handful of people that obviously were trying to do that career. You know, like it's, you know, they, oh, what are you doing? They had their books and all, you know. Oh, their, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm just here. Somebody called me to yeah. show up, so I'm just checking. Yeah, you know, felt out of place for sure. Lars, like, dude, I'm I'm just on a layover for a day. (laughs) (laughs) I love the fact he's like, you willing to get nude? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right now, yeah, (laughs) whatever you want, dude. 
Love we know tan lines here. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, if you're going to share your acting, yeah, I was, believe this or not, Brian, I was in a Levi's 501 commercial. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was at ZJ Boarding House randomly working for this bag company, and I was showing Todd Roberts, who's one of the owners, and my friend goes, dude, stick around. There's a girl, a scouting agent, that's going to interview surfers for a TV commercial. We don't know what it is, but you're here. You might as well, you know, meet her. So <clears throat> they take, like, you know, little pictures and stuff in front of ZJ to boarding house. And she asked a couple questions. And then uh, she goes, okay, if, if we're interested, we're going to call you. And, you know, before cell phones, like, what, this is a long time ago. And it was a unbutton your fly, you know that that was the campaign. <laughs> and um, I got a, I got a message when I got home that yeah, we're, you're going to meet the director, right? I don't know if it was like that same day or a couple days later, but yeah, we're, we're going to be meeting the you're going to meet the director in Huntington Beach. I'm like shit, that's perfect, right? So back when Maxwell's was still there, right? Yeah. We meet and there's like a hundred kids right there's a hundred of us like waiting to meet the director and who's the director spike lee you're kidding no no way so nice so everyone's doing the cattle call taught you know he's interviewing people and i think this is what made me stand out so he, he he's like so you're you're a real surfer huh and i'm like yeah and he's like he goes uh, where do you like to surf and i go ah you know i like to go to to Hawaii, you know, the water's warm, it's tropical, waves get good, and uh, and uh, I go and I can be a local, and and he's like, oh, uh, locals only, and I'm like, yeah, he's like, and uh, you know, I can yell at Howleys and and uh, and not get bothered and not get in trouble, and he goes, what's a Howley? I go, white people. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, higher, <laughs> and dude. Like they're like, yeah, yeah you, they're gonna, you'll find out in the I next like couple days. Little yeah, they're gonna kid. find out the next couple days uh, if you get it or not. And sure enough, dude, I get called and we meet at uh, the Four Seasons in Newport Beach. It's not a Four Seasons anymore, but back then it was. And we met and we had freaking open bar. It was gnarly, right? Nice. Spike Lee. Yeah. And we filmed in Huntington, and we got paid like. 700 bucks for filming and then I got residual checks for so like, you know what the mailbox money yeah. is about nice. for like for like two and a half years nice I love that story yeah. my, I was supposed to go to ba my first ever Bali trip was when I got my first check but my first check didn't come so I didn't get to go to Bali <laughs> with, my, with the you with my friends with that. your yeah. crew yeah. oh we Oh, that's a bummer. I love that story. Dude, I love that. I love Spike, funny. too. He's quite... I had a couple... I had an audition with him one time. I thought for sure I was getting... But he seemed, he seemed such a such a cool head. That yeah. must have been what a, what a cool experience. Yeah. So... I haven't worked with Spike, dude. Come on. So Spike. back to you. <laughs> Brother, up. You're in New York. You start getting... Yeah. Sex in the City, Cougar Town, Homicide. Cougar Town happened later, but yeah, no, I started doing all the New York TV shows, and I did an independent film out there called Whipped, which my friend wrote, and we, you know, a lot of Brad, the, you were Brad. I was Brad and Whipped. Um, <laughs> I, I stole so much, uh, you know, so much vocabulary <laughs> and slang from my friends, and, and, and threw it into this film. Um, 
which they made like a, a whiptionary based on it. But it, you know, a whiptionary, a whiptionary. <laughs> but half of my friends were like, dude, that's my line. <laughs> you just stole. You're basically playing yourself, stealing my lines right now. <laughs> Pretty much was. But uh, but that, but that got a lot of traction and some of these other shows too. And the work on it, like you know, like Homicide was. Was These were already like developed, successful yeah. Like, shows. Yeah, it's been, obviously in the Sex and the City yeah. it was it was super popular. So that well, must be well, like, what's that like to get casted for like a huge show? Successful? I was really, like, I was like, it was intimidating to be honest with you. I was intimidated and a little nervous showing up on the set, especially like Sex and the City. But they couldn't have been more nice. Like, yeah, tell us, tell us your role in Sex and the City. Who, who Wiley is Ford. Wiley Ford. Yeah, he's character based on you know Leonardo DiCaprio and his friends and Toby McGuire. They have this this little group that they like to call themselves, you know, the Pussy Posse. <laughs> it sounds like a cool group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just heard about. It. Yeah, um, the character that I play was loosely based on 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 Leo the- and part of the Pussy Posse, and he was like. And not saying that these how these how these cats act. It's not you know we, this is this is all creative uh, you know license here. But yeah, he was just a a dipshit Hollywood you know actor you know and a party boy just entitled you know idiot. And who who was your love interest in it? Uh, Charlotte Char- Kirsten the, Davis. Charlotte the dark hair girl. Yeah, okay, yeah, very nice. the doctor. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, you should. You, that's one you'll get a lot of material from for sure. Yeah. A lot of yeah, you should go back and watch that one. And, oh, don't worry, we'll be posting that on Instagram. <laughs> There's some legendary lines in that thing, man. Yeah, I they, they say, were they were loose in that show. Dude, like, you, you're, dude, I, that, I pushed but, the I push I pushed that. But pushed that was an H- HBO. HBO, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. hate to say it, but I I liked that show a lot. That oh, was, was a, good. That was a good show to watch. It was a good like yeah for for, for adult like yeah, content comedy yeah comedy and stuff for yeah. sure. They yeah. get great directors too. Like Allison Anders directed that the episode. I was only on one episode. Um, she directed that but, episode. And she's a big film director, but it was, you know, it was. It was but looking cool. through your body of work, you had a um, quite a few shows with HBO. So, like, how does does that just random, or do you kind of like they network? They're like, oh, this guy's easy to work with. Like, I mean, you'd like good. to think. I hope some of that pretty like that. Some of that, uh, you know, I'm sure comes into play, but it's more random. Yeah. You know, um, I, I just didn't know if like Hollywood has like circles, you know. I mean, obviously, if you're, you know, like you said, like an Adam Sandler, like who now he writes, he dominates, he produces, he, you know, like, and then he puts his own guys in his movies like all the time. Yeah, you know. So it, I just wonder if there's little clicks like that well, that you. Of course, well, yeah. There, there's that. There is that. There's that element too, for sure. I'm I'm gonna go away to. Do a film and it's with a friend. I wouldn't have gotten the gig. You know, he's a, he produced Basic. He, his dad produced Basic, and he's producing this. Uh, I'm good. Um, uh, and he's producing this film that I'm gonna go do. You know, go work with my friend. So nice. that happens a lot. You know, you know, obviously networking and stuff matters, and your past experiences and your work, your body of work helps. And um, and and you know, but then you know, you're also still it still gets pretty uh, you know competitive, especially yeah. today find myself jumping through uh, you know it's jumped through a lot of hoops I lied I didn't see that <laughs> it's kind of crazy <laughs> to think that um, that business it, it's it's really it's like cutthroat. it's cutthroat but if you hit a stride yeah it seems like you get a lot of work you know what I mean it's oh. like one of those it's like one of those things feast of famine kind of uh, true industries because uh I don't know. I don't know very many actors, but like when 
let's say if I if we look at your um, at your resume there of, of work a lot of those things happened at the same time or soon Close. after right yeah like you cluster see, yeah yeah there's yeah that's yeah that, that's true oh I'm busy uh, can you guys reschedule because I'm working on this other show yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't underestimate the power of no dude too you say no they want you they want you even more yeah. um, or I'm, I'm working on this show I'd love to do it but I, you know in a yeah. couple weeks or next month and you know something else yeah, comes up yeah, and yeah. I'm available I think Duma, yeah. Duma said that right he quoted like the, the most powerful and sexiest word in the in the dictionary is no yeah <laughs> Duma yeah, yeah. Yeah, Duba said that. I'm like, what? Yeah. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take that one. I love that. Love um, one of my favorite series, Sons of Anarchy. Oh my god. What did you play in Sons of Anarchy? Epic. Yeah. And John from Cincinnati. Oh my gosh, Butchie. That's John from Cincinnati's I mean, yeah, Sons of Anarchy was was I love the show too. That's another it's that character that I played. Um I have to say, I swear, I get rec- recognized. I hate even using that word, but a lot of people remember me in that role. And I, yeah. again, I only did one episode. I was supposed to do multiple episodes. Um, you got knifed down. I got. Yeah, I was. My character was supposed to come back and take revenge on on the gang because. At, Wait, did they have a mayhem on you? They burnt. <laughs> yeah, they burned us. So I was part of the gang, and you know, you get your back patched up, tattooed, um, and I got kicked out of the gang and I was supposed to supposed to remove it you had to burn it off or cut off and I didn't anyway so in the end of the episode I get my back torched oh and I remember that one the way it's shot it looks it looks real it looks like it really happened people really yeah. sometimes people really believe like dude like, did that really happen but that's that freaked, <laughs> yeah, that freaked people that freaked out so many yeah. people and so I get remembered for that one well, small little role more than more yeah. than well there's there's really good like I mean hot shows or whatever and then there's some that like just will last the test of time. Like, you yeah. know, I'll go back and I'll rewatch that that whole series again because yeah. well, it was that good. It's funny because Netflix was a thing, but it wasn't really its own thing, right? Like, they didn't have their own series before. It was like no, just movies and yeah, it's just DVD. Like, it's like it was a blockbuster by mail. And now, you know, like that was the beginning of what Netflix is today, right? Well, like, it was, well, was it people a, binging and and like I thought it was a know. Fox was it a Netflix like produced show no no Sons of Anarchy no yeah. that was like an FX show yeah FX yeah, yeah. but it, what I'm saying is like yeah now Netflix and chill and and like the whole uh, phenomenon and and trend of of binging right yeah, yeah. like it was uh, Breaking Bad right. Yeah. Breaking Bad was like the one that everyone in in the world was like, "Holy shit, you gotta watch Breaking Bad!" And then, boom, "Holy shit, you gotta watch Sons of Anarchy!" Right? Yeah. No, it's good. I mean, those are those are great, yeah. great sitcoms. I never or not sitcoms, but series. And I knew you were a big time actor, but I fucking Entourage didn't. two episodes. Would you do Entourage? Super fun. How did I forget? I, played, yeah. I forgot what character I played. Another. That was so long ago. Actually, I forgot what kind of what character I played on Entourage. <laughs> I was like a fireman or one of the actors or fireman. I wasn't part yeah. of the crew, um, but dude, I can't believe you know. I'm a you know John from Cincinnati. We're talking about shows. I think you when you, you talk about memorable roles or experiences, and I think that was you know because it, I was had a you know I was doing a lot of films and sometimes I was like getting frustrated with and some of them were really good and some of them weren't so good and yeah. other pieces of the work where I was really really kind of questioning what I was doing and getting frustrated 
good. Um, and uh, a show that I did, I just I had a, an experience that really didn't really go that well, and I was just feeling I quit actually. I quit. I've quit multiple times throughout my career and done try to go somewhere else, try to go back to school, went to art school, but I'd always get pulled back in with a an opportunity to work. You know, what I'm saying when you're not available, or don't care, don't give a shit. It, it somehow you know yeah. people want you more, and the power of no. Don't underestimate that power of no. It's so crazy. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But John from Cincinnati is one of those things where I read about it in the newspaper um, because I'm a huge fan of Deadwood, and you reminded me about Deadwood's shows great. to go back yeah. and watch Deadwood's again. Deadwood's huge. Deadwood is my favorite show, um, and I go back and watch that yeah. constantly. The Western. Um, and because uh, David Milch is the creator and writer for it, he's one, been one of my, my, my idols, and I'm a huge fan and just worship this guy. Um, but And he's now been you know a, a mentor of mine but i read about in the newspaper that deadwood is canceled and i was so upset and that was only three years it was on because talk about binge watching we yeah. were allowed to it wasn't it was we were we could dvr on demand i forget what it was it's, i was either dvring them or on demanding on them or what yeah we were ever the binge i binge watched deadwood deadwood was my first binge binge watch up that's when it hit but it was so good um i was just going god i was i was just obsessed and it was so heartbroken when I read about it in the paper being canceled. And I was, and my ex-girlfriend at the time, prior she said, you read this. Because she's like, she knew how much I loved it. And I'm like, I read it. I'm like, what? She's like, keep reading. I'm like, keep reading. And one of the reasons why they said it was being canceled is like David Milch is doing a new show about a dysfunctional family in the surfing world. And I was like, wait, what? Bing, bing. Surf? <laughs> surfing? Dysfunctional family? <laughs> Thing and I kept reading. I'm like, this. I have to be a part of this. And I, I'm like, perfect, right? Absolutely perfect. Well, no, they didn't want to see me. Didn't want to see me. Didn't care. And I'm like, told my agent at the time. You know, these, these are big agents at the time. This when I get my surf footage out. See, you no. Know, this is when I was represented by CAA. I think they were even packaging it. I'm not sure, but I remember there was a no. And I go and this HBO and and, and I and I basically told them, listen, it, I'm not taking no. Either you get me a meeting or an audition, and or I'm gonna walk down there and I will kick down the door. I'm, I'm, I got a chance. I read, I read the script and I go, this is insane. It's crazy and batshit. I have no idea what's happening right now, but I love it. I have to play this guy. Um, That's epic. So I wasn't taking no for an answer. And they're like, okay, before you start busting down doors, um, Chad literally was gonna show up at the production office and say. I need to just give me one chance. Who, who would you go meet with? The director or the script or, or the like creator like the creator? Of the like, the how does that pecking order work? Like, you know, usually they meetings casting, are, yeah, casting like, director first, and then she's the gatekeeper. But this 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 time, it was, I went right to uh, a couple of the other producers, and yeah, you know, a couple of the other producers in Ed well, and Milch. And when but when I he, Milch says he he told me the story. He's like, man, when after you walked in that door, I knew you were the guy. Wow, you know. If I had to audition for it, too, I read for them, and then I had to go test with HBO and, and everything else. And there's a couple other actors that were in line for it. But it was I was so... Did they have somebody, like, picked out in their minds before they met you? or They did. That's why they... They didn't... had somebody okay. else that they wanted, and they were heavy on, and, and Milch wasn't completely... This is HBO, and Milch wasn't satisfied or happy. We still wanted to, to, to look and find the guy. Yeah. Um, and... Do you? That's one. You know, I just that was you know just one of those examples or moments when you know you became so obsessed or you just felt that it was right or you ever feel like you just have to do something or this is meant to be or this yeah. I'm meant to do this 
because at that time I was going to literally I was, I, was, I was quitting acting I think I was going to whatever I was trying to go to art school I was just doing something else I was really really like, just frustrated with it all but um, you had enough money to like kind of take a break and like sort of yeah try, like you yeah. know yeah, you, you weren't like I need to work or I can't pay my you right. Know, I wasn't at that. I wasn't but, at that moment. I was had the luxury of 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 having saved some money. Yeah, from from prior which gigs. gives which gives you a little you know I would say like freedom of course, but it gives you the opportunity to kind of like pick and ha- choose what have you that do. attitude and be yeah. like, hey, I'm going to dictate where my career goes versus just having to chase something and you yeah. know maybe it not work out. Yeah, so, no, so you chase this roll down. Yeah, it was like uh, it was about you know surfing. The shows on 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 the face of it, it looks like it's about it's about a dysfunctional surfing family, but it's more about you know sport has spirituality, faith based you know story. So it's much. It's not really about surfing, is it? But you just use a surfing family um, as the vehicle to tell that story. Yeah, and you know I think what happened was the Fletchers sold a script to concept a script or something you know Herbie and Debbie Fletcher so that they're about their family yeah and uh was it loosely written on their family well, it was, so loosely no not to no no not all the story not the details of the family and that those dynamics weren't weren't factual or based on their family at all I think what happened was I think the concept of telling the story through a surfing community and a legendary surfing family is how David wanted to tell his story using them as the vehicle because it was way bigger and way deeper than the surf culture yeah was, you know we had a guy levitating I mean my, my character was you know represented Jesus JFC Jesus fucking Christ John from Cincinnati I mean there's all this craziness I could tell you about what the show was about and what it wasn't about and all that and um but I figured you know I don't know, get back to what we yeah. were talking about. I was like, I'm a surf. I surf. Yeah. No one in Hollywood surfs. No one's gotten it right ever. I won't do. I'm not allowed to do a surfing film because like my community, my friends at home won't won't talk to me again. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like if I showed up on Baywatch trying to surf, they're like, you're you're out, dude. So <laughs> I was super, you know, you know, specific, and, yeah. and I wasn't doing any like I've only. But so this was seemed like it's gonna have, you know, because all the people that were involved were legit. Um. Anyway, and then uh, but uh, and then also coming from like dysfunctional family, we all come from like our you know every family is dysfunctional in yeah. a sense and whatnot, yeah. and like there's addiction that's heavy in my family. It just all the all the things were aligned. I'm like, how can I not be? It? This is written for yeah. me, um, and I ended up getting it. And um, but what, I mean, but but, but yeah, it, was, what, it, was that a long like show? Like what did you? It, 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 we filmed it. It only lasted a year. Oh, okay. Um, but the thing is, I got to... Ten episodes? It was... Yeah, it was exactly... <laughs> ten, ten episodes. Ten of the most beautiful episodes ever. Yeah. Um, and that's what's cool about these, like, uh, series. You know, like a blockbuster movie. It's a big, huge production. It's just one, you know, one hour and a half, maybe two hour, you know, window. But these shows that are done, filmed right, directed right, good acting characters... I mean, the amount of, like, money they put into them and the time yeah. it takes, like, they turn out freaking yeah. insane. Yeah, I mean, I think now, in this day and age, we'd rather watch and binge watch episodes than we would a, a full-length movie. movie. That's so funny, Seth, because I also try to produce and write, and everything, a concept or a pitch meeting I have, they're like, that sounds cool, it's great. Can you make a 10-episode series out of it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, 
we could split it up. Just like you said, nobody get you mountain climbing. Yeah, yeah, rollerblade. Yeah, yeah. But there are more people. They're interested in doing, you know series and you know because of binge watching and because of the quality of the material and the shows and yeah. it's just it's, it's it's so good yeah and that's what everybody's more interested in you know me too I don't so you're kind of like a burly like Americana like guy like so you're probably getting a lot of action or like this is what? the COVID twenty you're yeah. looking at right now I was like, gonna do I was doing the Marlon Brando wearing a sarong <laughs> thing around the house just being fat and happy <laughs> I was looking for that role but like um, Sons of Anarchy and like you know like obviously probably you know that bad boy kind of character like what you know like what roles because I haven't seen half of these I mean <laughs> we got too already, much out there yeah dude. we got too much uh, but what like. Were you known for like a particular character, or were you trying not to be a particular character? I tried to mix it up. Yeah. You know, you know, you would think so. Doing even doing Cougar Town, like yeah. no one. I started off in comedy. No one would see me in a comedy. You know, after doing a string of films where it was like, I did House of Wax. I was, you know, I played the villain, played two different characters, and it was just you know, horror film and just. I was like, it was just dark. Yeah. And then I did John from Cincinnati. It was just, it was heavy. My favorite show ever. And uh, I learned more from that experience than anything. And I cherish that. And it's the most valuable experience I've had. Good. Um, and, but it was also, it was really heavy. I also went to a dark place. Um, so I needed to do something light. And how all, yeah. So I had a couple other strings, like Black Hawk Down. If it didn't have a, if it had a, a uniform or a gun in it, it, you know, I was in there. Yeah. yeah. So, but I. You have that cop look, that um, yeah. that military look. <laughs> like, Not in that way. No. <laughs> I know. But, you know. Fireman cop look. Yeah. Like, mustache. Yeah. Giving it away or what? Yeah. Um, but you know, nobody would see me doing a comedy. They'd forgot about the earlier years where there was there was some comedy involved, and that's why I first started, you know, doing. Um, and. But you get pigeonholed, they look at you, and, and they, uh, you know, and, that, and you look a certain way. But that was one of the questions I was gonna. Or, subject that I was going to bring up is like a lot of guys get pigeonholed yeah. into Stifler? a type of... Huh? Stifler? Stifler? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was awesome! Oh my god. <laughs> that's the same dude, right? Yeah. 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 He's, he's, uh, yeah that's a great example. He's neck! Yeah. That's awesome! I know. It, okay. So but you... Now. You know what I mean? You... Yeah. you, yeah. you when... When, uh, when I first met you and then I, I heard you were an actor... I was like, oh shit, he's probably like the cowboy guy, you know what I mean? And then when you when you said that that coach, the coach Sam Shepard, yeah, like Sam Shepard was a cowboy guy, right? Like you you never saw him in any other roles but that. So like your career and, and cast of characters, it's pretty diverse. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that's you know I try to say it's by design. A lot of times I have you know you don't have a choice to, to do something because you either need to, you need to work and pay the bills. But yeah, um, <laughs> it's by design. I you know because I, you know it's, it's yeah. you know but I, it's I, a I push yourself too to be like put yourself in different characters. Yeah, you know like it's, to be able to hold a romantic or a bad boy or a comedy I mean that's it's, it's that's tough yeah and it just gets more creatively fulfilling you know to, to stretch yourself and to, to explore different kinds of characters and get out of your comfort zone and, yeah um, that's the thing that really helped me too just to be okay being out of my comfort zone when it comes to like trying to do a character or a role because a lot of times you're your own worst critic yeah you're doubting yourself you already take yourself out of the game like I can't do this it's like but but they, 
the Cougar Town is a great example. Like, no, you know, I was trying to do a comedy, and nobody would see me in a comedy. I was playing hell. And I think even in that, in the beginning, my agents overlooked it, but it was a Bill Lawrence show, and I'd worked with Bill uh, in New York on Spin City, and we just connected, and, you know, he, he thought I was funny. And I played, you know, just a, I did one episode, and but we actually became friends, you know, after that. And um, you also I, directed... I was, was that yeah? I, the, that's I started directing that sh- on that show, but the um, we take the, Prius. the um, <laughs> we take the van, take the van, <laughs> the van. I'm jealous. The van. Um, we uh, I ran into to 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 Bill Lawrence at an art auction. I also like to collect in art as well, and, and I'm a big fan of. Dude, art you're art. a little <laughs> too intellectual and cultured for me. <laughs> no, not even close. <laughs> Name dropper. <laughs> Industry guy. Yeah. No, I was just kidding. Um, no, but that's. I mean, it's interesting to like. Yeah, hear the well, know, that the, side of. You well, know. I, well, I saw, I, re, re, I saw my friend, old friend, Phil Bill Lawrence. He just watched Coug- or uh, uh, John from Cincinnati, and he's like, "That's a great show, dude. That was amazing. And you're working in it was 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 great." And then David Milton, man, that sorry got canceled. What are you doing now? I'm like, dude, I'm dying to do a comedy. I can't do any. I, I'm just dying to do a comedy. Just laugh and keep it light. He's like, "Oh, really? I got one." That's so awesome. And then the next day, I got the script, and it was like for the different character in Cougar Town. I'm like, I want to play because it automatically thought by based on a look that I'd be the good character to play the the neighbor love interest of Courtney Cox's character. You know, he's like you know the good looking man, like you know, leading man. Yeah. And I'm like, I like the dipshit ding dong who can't help but stepping on his dick all the time. <laughs> lives on a boat. Yeah. And he's a professional golfer, and he was he was written like, kind of a, he was written differently too. And I go, let's bring in a little southern element too, because I had just gotten back from the from the Panhandle, uh, you know, the Mississippi, uh, the or the Redneck Riviera, yeah, playing golf, and actually kind of I jumped in the water. Oh my gosh, and, Courtney Cox, and who was who else was in that? Uh, it was it was Courtney Cox and Busy Phillips, um, um, Krista Miller. Uh, Ian Gomez, Josh Hopkins. Dan I watched Bird, I watched yeah. some of those shows for yeah. sure. And I remember your character in it. Mm. <laughs> we had a blast, man, and we had we had an absolute blast. And I think that's one of the, the most underrated show that I've been a part of too. It's a really, I think it's a really smart and funny show. And yeah. I, think the, I think, to be honest, I think the, Coug- the Cougar Town, the title, was funny for about a minute. Yeah. And I think that's just, you know, it, I think the title of the show kind of might have pushed away uh, some audience and you know, and, and kind of affected the way people perceive the show. Yeah. I think. It was. A, it was. I think it was a really, really good show. And that's some super grateful and proud of that one. For yeah. Sure. But it was. That's another. You know, and that's a great example of like people see you in one way. And so I, then I said, you know what? Listen, I like this guy because he was only supposed to be a part of it, like uh, a reoccurring like, on one or two episodes. And I'm like, I don't care. I just like that guy. Yeah. And let me let me see what I can do with him. And then I put my little spin on it and like. Oh my god, dude! You're in the. You're, you're in. permanently in the. You're in, dude. And, we want, and, then we, and then after the pilot, they're like, "We want you as a regular, dude." Because that was some. That was some. So fun they have shit. to like rewrite that character in a little bit more since you said yeah. he was popping in and out, or would they have a? So they would then they would write for him from there on. Because you have you know on a TV show you got a staff, you have a writing staff, you have a, a yeah. group of, a room full of writers that each one or they sometimes they, they partner up, um, get assigned an episode, and then you write the basics and then. They'll get passed around. People help, you know, give their two cents, and eventually the showrunner, which he called, will have the final say and help along the way. Um, it's cool. And, and so, but yeah, there were from after the pilot. Yeah, and he would. You'd start to see uh, my character was written into the show from the, from there. 
And you, I mean, you're going in as like a true artist. Like, hey, I like this character. This is the main guy. He, I might be get a bigger, bigger check if I did this guy because he's got more lines. He's yeah. in every episode. But this is the guy I want to play. Like, yeah. you know, it's I know I got lucky on that one, but it doesn't work out. It doesn't work <laughs> out like that all no, the time. No. Yeah, I've done that too many times. Too. Like, what was I thinking? Yeah, like an idiot. Just all right. Let's take a break from talking Hollywood. Let's talk about surfing again. Oh, yeah, let's get back to surfing. That's why we all start up. So, so I don't know. This is juicy. This is this awesome. Is fun. Cause, cause I, let's I go back. Talk about some of these uh, these actresses he worked with. You know, some of these uh, these shows that ended up. You know, do you want to talk about that now? No. Or? Are you talking about the? <laughs> you talking about gossip and shit right now? <laughs> is it trying to be gossip, Jay? No, but um, you have like a great story about John from Cincinnati, and I have to I want to just bring it up because you guys know him too, and it's it's like local based and it's obviously I told you the show had it you know revolved around surfing in that culture and there was one episode where my I have a I have a drug addiction in my character but I can't get high throughout the whole there's something happening where I'm trying to get high and I can't anyway I'm fighting addiction and that's what took me out of the professional circuit and I was like touted to be the best surfer uh, on the up and up and then I just fucked off and, and, and ruined myself with, with drug use and all the, all the elements and characteristics that are involved one episode where my role model, meant hero, somebody I looked up to and, and respected, makes an appearance, and it's a professional, you know, surfer who, you know, kind of somebody that I looked up to, and, and it was really important in my life. And they asked me who, who, who that would be, and I'm like, well, growing up as a kid, yeah, I mean, you know, Tommy Curran, because there was a there was a character that came back in the episode. Where did we try to get Tommy Curran to do the show? Um, Exactly, and surfing, and what, and and yeah. then he said yes at first, and then he um then he said no, and got un- you know he felt too uncomfortable or whatever, and they're like, who's next? I, you know who else? And then that's when Gerlach came up, and we got, and he said yes. We got Brad to come down and play that, so it became for me even more personal because he is somebody that I grew up, you know, and he didn't know me back in the day when we were younger. He's a few years older, but I used to look up to surfing at you know at the pier in Huntington he was a guy you know he's just the his character and he's such an amazing human being yeah, yeah. love the guy and he, you know to, to get him coming full circle on surfing and growing up around here and he I mean I always believe that he should be in front of the camera anyway oh, for sure. oh, very yeah. charismatic he's for guys, sure. yeah, yeah he's, he's so smart he did, that's what yeah, I'm saying he yeah. came on our set he's hilarious David Milch fell hilarious. in love with him immediately he held court the entire time yeah. telling the story uh, I mean it was it, it, he was yeah. the he was the greatest, and so and then I got to go and we got to serve. Um, so he played that role. He played so he ended up playing that role, which was wow. it was and that was so cool for me because That's a it was so personal. Um, Gers interview next week. Let's see. Um, yeah. yeah, we're actually yeah. teeing him up. He's a great guy. I love Dude, it too. So he so was amazing. It was so cool to get him to come down, and that's what made that whole crazy business of mine and all that crazy judgment and moments of how silly this business could be. But it was just that simple thing of like, it was so personal. But yeah. It was cool. That and since rad. he's a hometown boy, I always try to. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Networking. All right. Before so we go, get, let's go back to surfing. surfing. Before we go back into, yeah, into the uh, the ladies. Gossip. The lady gossip. But what was your first surf trip? Where did you go? Oh, my God. First surf trip. Well, it was Mexico. Like, surf trip. Like, the drive down to Baja was so easy, so that we were doing that in high school. That nice. was in K thirty eight and that whole that whole area right there. I was like, I don't know if that's technically your surf trip. It is. It is. Yeah. 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 Um, and then 
after that, in my first real surf trip, either mainland Mexico. So you packed the board. Yeah, I packed the board and got on a plane. Was that, was Costa Rica. I had, it's either Costa Rica or Mexico. Hold on, let me think about it. <sighs> well, if you're with Sammy August, it's probably Costa, Costa Rica. Rica. You're with. That's how I knew, that's how I discovered Costa Rica, through 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 him and through Robert and through yeah. going down there all the time. I, I first went with a separate group of friends just randomly. Um, but I think my first real, you know, impactful surf trip had to be in Costa Rica. And way before, this was a long time ago. Yeah. And there was no roads. It was like, a, you know, just dirt roads and one dirt road going up the coast. And it was it was super underdeveloped, which is beautiful. Um, and what, I, you know, and that's, that's you know, you can, you guys probably can agree. That's what's another element of surfing that I love, especially surf trips, is like how many different cultures have you experienced yeah. just through surf trips. And half the time going on these trips, it's not really about surfing. I mean, it is. But some of our most memorable experiences will be us driving down, you know, Costa Rica, getting gas somewhere, and then, you know, starving, and we're eating at a family's house. Next thing you know, we're all playing soccer together, and then having a barbecue, yeah. and sharing those moments, and um, and just experiencing different cultures, and and and, and learning, and, and and growing. And that's what that's what that's what's the beautiful thing about you know being a surfer and traveling the world. Yeah. You know, trying to find waves, you find more than just waves. I, it's it's funny how more develop your awareness of of the world and yeah. other people and when you travel yeah you know yeah. those experiences teach you so much more than you oh, yeah. really figure out until yeah. you know you're back you're like oh wow like I look things you know you you kind of look at things differently when you traveled abroad and experienced that you know well, learn patience and stuff and learn how to you know, deal with um, like day-to-day problems. Well, just yeah, circumstances that 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 arise because no, there's not. I haven't been on one trip that ever has been just, just for Yeah, yeah there's always issues. So you know, being able to do you know deal with that on the on the whim and like quick or you know back then there was no phones like when we were traveling. There's no <laughs> GPS when you go no. pick up the rental no. car. There's no. kind of like no. yeah, Dude, yeah, no. Where's the beach that way? Okay, we're going that way. You know, like it was definitely raw and rugged, and, Man, and that was the days, excitement. That was exact. That yeah, that the advent, that adventure, that adventure is part of it, and the unknown, and how difficult it was to get to point A to, to Z, yeah. and, and, and everywhere in between. It was like a, it was a, it was an, an adventure. There so, might be a little bit of naiveness, you know, and a yeah. little bit of just like immatureness at, at the same time but it, you know I don't know if we have to sleep in the car tonight we sleep in the car tonight yeah. we sleep in the park or on the beach or whatever if all my pe- surfboards are in one piece and I got my passport I'm okay yeah. like, <laughs> all I need is some tasty waves and cool buzz and I'm fine <laughs> yeah. we just, did you ever make it to the Mentawise? I did tell I did. us about it oh my god so that would be like yeah talk about surf trip that was probably my first like big big, big surf trip Stayed on the uh, the Pelagic. Yeah, you did. Yeah, that's what yeah, we. That's that's the the only one. Like, dude, I'm going on that nice boat. That way, I know, right? <laughs> the nice one. I was gonna do like the chicken coop one too. So I was like, man, I don't know. Who'd you I'm, go? Who'd you go with? I went with a bunch of friends from San Diego. I'm trying to think of anybody that you guys knew on that surf trip. These were all my like San Diego friends, and they, like, these guys all grew up down there. A few of them are really good surfers. Some are just you know not you know average like myself, but um, but a bunch of guys that I knew. Uh, Cause it's an intimate boat trip, you know. Like yeah, you better they, be like get along with that group for. Yeah. Well, these guys, this is a long time ago too, but they're also they surf, but they're also a business. These guys are starting to make some cash. Yeah. 
make a little money, and that's how they, you know, could afford to go to the mentorizing, stay on that boat. Um, and you know, me being an actor boy, they just assumed that I was I could afford it. And I, I'm like, I, you know, I, I still expensive. It's still, it's still pricey. When's the trip? I'm like, I, I, I gotta then, lock in some commercials. Well, no, and then I get there, sure and the then mailbox, I realize how, how inexpensive Indonesia is. I was like, what the fuck? These, what? I could live in this house for 30, 30 bucks a yeah. year. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, anyway, yeah, but so it was, I got the opportunity to go, and I said, I, I, yeah, for sure. Um, it's incredible, right? Dude, it's amazing. Oh that's why I was tripping on that boat. I mean, that's what I, yeah. So we went to a spot, I forget which, I wish I could remember the, the break, Azu. Is there an Azu? AZ? Azu? Some crazy remote, they're all remote, but island, which rumored to have, you know, cannibalistic religion or cannibalistic behavior. Oh, yeah, behavior. you go upriver to the little town? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we did a little day trip. We're like, hey, we're going up river. We'll go walk through this little village and we, stuff. But this, yeah, they used to like cut your. So white, we white so we heard this off. story, dude, and we were like, the waves. Are, we were just fucking surfed out and kind of got small. We're like, I need you know just do a little day trip. Yeah. You know, and it's a it's a good way for to experience that yeah. culture and that livelihood. Mm-hmm. But we're going into this little village and you buy some bracelets or some shells. And yeah. I mean, for them, that pay, that pays like tenfold for their, their family and stuff, you know? Dude, so you're like... United, yeah, United, we didn't know what to expect or what... And, and this is all part of why I love surfing and surf trips because it's more than just surfing. And we, yeah, same thing. Get on the beach and there's the dude gnarly smoking, looks like the machete. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is gnarly. We walk through and, and then we did come upon this come upon this really just small cool village and all the kids are just smiling and so happy and so stoked to see it and there's no threat yeah. at all it was the most beautiful like little exchange but I had a video camera and I was this is why I want to be a filmmaker it was an old, old long time ago I'm filming everything and it's the first uh, generation of the flip screen you see yeah. yourself and whatever these kids have never seen that never seen what they even look like some of them said they don't even know what they, they didn't yeah. see any mirrors or they, they definitely never saw themselves on film camera so it wasn't cool. film was they big. giggle and all good dude, they fr- it was like i was you know it's like i was jesus christ coming yeah in. it was like i have an and i caught this all on film of like they were so stoked so excited to see this i got tackled and i mean we just it was just such a beautiful moment you know yeah. and it made you realize that these kids are so happy yeah. they have nothing they have yeah. nothing zero and i go back to our world and they complain about the stupidest shit and we're get so obsessed with have cream and sugar, yeah, right, and become so obsessed <laughs> or disturbed and disrupted over the smallest things. You know, yeah. like, you're like, what, what are we doing wrong here? That was like, so yeah. So that's a, one of the many things that I take home. Yeah, know, and the I simple, learned. like you said, the simplest things. Like we would, um, I bring like a bag full of like crayons and coloring books and yeah. lipstick and nail polish, and mm-hmm. you know, I spend like thirty, forty bucks, nothing, throw it in the bag, and then you pass out like nail polish and lipstick to the kids. They freak out. Pencils, pens. The stuff they can't they get, get where it's yeah. really hard to get. All this stuff that and we take for granted. they freak out. Yep. But, it, you know, like, it's just a different, yeah, like you said, you go to these places and you're experienced, like, a, you know, whole nother, you know, world. Yeah. Yeah. How are the waves? lost. The waves are unbelievable. So I almost good. died, like, twice. They were pumping. Um, huge. I did, was, it was, they were just magical. Yeah. And never really, I mean, we've gotten good waves here every now and then, too. Are you, you goofy know? or regular? I'm regular. Yeah. Um, 
That's why I, I like you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Tom, Tom Curran? If he was freaking goofy, his favorite server would have been hockey, bro. Come exactly on. Exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> Ecole. Yeah, come on, Lennon. <laughs> no. Any, uh, any, any like, um, on-set, like, destinations where you're able to bring your board and surf? Like, oh, fuck, dude. Australia. So I did this show. That's right. I did... Did a film House of Wax and I was I was there for for a long time. Which Australia was, and I shot in yeah in the Gold Coast. Sick. Wow, so sick. No idea. I fell in love with Surfers Paradise, dude. That and I was so close. I was only like an hour away from from Byron Bay. Yeah, and all these other sick spots in between. Yeah, Corumbin, Burley, yeah. Burley has Burley. Yeah. yeah, I've never been. Lennox is a little farther. Do we burnt the stage down? Um, <laughs> In House of Wax, literally, we burnt the stage down. Brand new, state-of-the-art stages, Warner Brothers. Um, and so the production went down for, I don't know, two months. Everybody went home. I stayed. I rented it accidentally house. burnt down? Uh, yeah, was stunt. I was, we were doing a, a stunt. In in the movie, the, the house burns down at the end because they, they knock over a candle and it catches a curtain on fire. Well, we really did that. <laughs> and like the, they, I mean, they, they, they did a paraffin wax and wood. And like if you don't think of it. So the fire, we really did that. And they were supposed to have people, you know, on on the side of the set with uh, fire extinguishers and there were, but somebody just spaced it. It just took off so fast, it literally burnt the stage down within a matter of seconds. Dang. It was scary, um, but the, the, everybody went. You know, the production went down and everybody went home. I stayed for two I months. Stayed and I rented a house and in uh, Byron, Water Ghost Beach in Byron Bay. Surfed up and down there, and I traveled to Sydney. Went Sick. down to Melbourne, and you know, I had linked up with all these Aussie guys too and I had board it was it was amazing so I had yeah I didn't have to bring my board I knew I was like I'm getting a board there with the per diem and yeah plus they had this casino right across the street where we were staying and I was like went so much money playing this game called two up it's really two <laughs> coins have you ever been there no <laughs> dude it's some, you're getting this big ring dude it's like gladiator heads or tails gladiator it's like pretty much heads or tails yeah. you're gonna bet on two heads or tails which one and then that's it and I just I was just on fire, dude. They're like, yank, yank, yank. <laughs> Won like a thousand dollars, and I got two surfboards out the next day. I'm like, let's go. And so, wow. yeah, so I got to so Australia. Yeah, I got to spend a lot of time in Australia, and I did the, the flipper, the one with uh, Jessica Alba on it. it. It shot in Australia too, and that was my first. I was so young, but I got to travel to Australia. First of all, to work as an actor and get paid, and then second, this nice day that you know to surf. And of course, I played a surf character. I was, yeah. I was, my name was Jinx. Surf bad guy. Jessica Alba, though. Come on. So. She was like 12 at the time. Oh. Right? oh. Never mind. <laughs> she was 13. So. I don't remember. I've never watched Flipper, but yeah. Maybe. You don't have to answer this question, but you should. How many leading ladies have you hooked up with? <laughs> I have a, I have a, I had a, a string of, of, of romances that, that, <laughs> that started on set. That's for sure. But no, but that those days are over. I'm very, very happily in love. And uh, of course, you know, I put you know, no more actresses or, or, or famous people. I don't know, I'm just kidding. But no, yeah, but I, yeah. There yeah. was, there was a time in my career when I was, you know, you can't help it. You've spent yeah. you, time on a set. You know, it becomes a very intimate. You know, kind of you know, experience or group of people, and yeah. it becomes your hey, look at the script. It says, "Kiss me." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Any like, like romantic, like um, roles where you know you where there's crossing the line or something. Or Just like yeah, what like anything where you're like bed scene or anything like really like intense with. Oh my god, dude. Okay. <laughs> 
have you guys not seen uh, The Bridge, bro? And it's directed by another one of our friends, Chris Fisher. Another, you know Chris? You know, he has another, another Huntington Beach boy, one of Casey's best friends. Like, really? He's a director. Really? The Bridge, yeah. He's a homie. He's a director, and he's so good. But uh, I had to do one of the most uncomfortable sex scenes, scenes of, yeah. This, I hadn't done that many sex scenes, to be honest with you. I've been lucky, and they're so uncomfortable, first of all. There's nothing cool I about could, them. I would only imagine nothing that's why I wanted to bring it up. Awful, dude. Because there's like 30 people on set. Like, how dude, just, dude, how jealous. Like, no, no. No, it's not jealous. It's just the most awkward, uncomfortable thing ever. So, yeah, dudes around you, sometimes you're in like a sock. <laughs> That's it. Sometimes it's the cock sock, and it's it's. There's nothing flattering with that, especially if it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> shrinkage. You're damned if you have shrinkage. You're damned if you get a boner. Like then you're like, both sides. That's well. There's a. But if you get a boner, you're like, whoa, dude. No, you're high testosterone. My favorite actor coined the phrase. It's like, hey, I'm sorry if I do, and I'm sorry if I don't. Yeah. So Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna touch that one. But uh, yeah, dude, they're 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 awful. But uh, yeah, you know. But we there. But yeah. The, the so this guy Chris had a. So there's an episode of uh, the bridge I was on. Also on one of my what, favorite what, what shows. What episode number? I have no there's, idea. There's ten of them there in here. Um, bridge. I'm just look at the episode directed by uh, Chris Fisher. <laughs> I forget what number it is, but uh, we had to do. Um. Yeah. A sec. No, I'm good. Thank okay. you. Yeah, we had to do a, a sex scene that was pretty, like, uh, you know, pretty, you know, not graphic, but pretty intense. Um, and even though, you know, and I'm friends with the other actors, too, it's just... It's just Still awkward. 100%. You've yeah. got to completely just take yourself out of your body, out of the moment, and just completely, I don't know. We, Focus we had, on the, 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 the lights, the camera, the, the scene. A couple that's shots yeah. of tequila, may have had a little ripper who knows but just get get comfortable <laughs> just, you know, just just go with the flow um but yeah those are those are awful but there's an episode with uh you know on that show that was like a, you know it had to be intense and it's, it's so fucking bizarre and weird doing like an intense i can't, I can't even imagine that dude, you're humping yeah. a pillow in between and it's just uh. weird as fuck dude you're, i'm an artist i gotta find something artistic about this and there's nothing cool i mean there's i don't know yeah uh, you're gonna have to really take that. We're gonna have to get this angle. You're like, dude, come on. Cut, take two. Yeah, exactly. But you do hear stories sometimes too, where people really like. There's a couple stories out there. You know, the actors were 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 either dating or hooking up or, or wanted to and And sometimes they, you know, would really have sex. Some pe- real real shit would be going down, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not there yet. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You know? That, I don't know if I'll ever get there, but that's crazy. Yeah, those are uncomfortable. Any um, what was that? There was another question I had, like on dirt. No, no, no. It was just about like you know best like film locations. We talked about Australia. You talked about the commercial at Kelly Ride, and you know any other like exotic like places you you went to. Dude, I've been so lucky. I've gotten to film in Austin before Austin. I mean, this is. A, a while back too and Austin was before all the development it's still cool and I love Austin I live there today but um, love that town spent a lot of time there filming I even lived in uh, New Mexico in, in Albuquerque which can be tough but I fell in love with it I fell in love with New Mexico the Albuquerque is like pretty pretty heavy but I found put, put a wave pool anywhere that's it's they, need, they need a wave pool dude. I told you I just I went to Waco and surfed the BSR we'll talk about that later but, but uh, 
it was uh, you put a wave pool there exactly. It, it, Albuquerque needs a wave pool. You know, in Canada, Vancouver, and Montreal, I, I, I was lucky enough to film in Montreal for like, for a few months, to like four or five months. Yeah, um, super special place. It's it's. Canada's pretty cool. Canada's I, I, awesome. I love Canada. I've been to British Columbia and I've been to last, Ontario. Last week. Is it you? Last week. Yeah. That, oh, that's right where I see like, that move right there. I threw my back out right there. <laughs> <laughs> right there, exactly. That last little thing. Last week. Oh, it was no. There's three foot and glassy all day. Peter ripping so, that wave, too. I love it. So, uh, Larson's been to BSR twice now? Yeah. But he still hasn't been to Kelly's. There you go. Yeah. How many times have you surfed Day Out Ranch? So I've far? surfed it five times. Five times? Yeah. Nice. And how about you? Just twice. Twice. Yeah. Was I there both times? I think you were there both times. Yeah. One day when there was a shit ton of people, and then the next time was just employees. Know, employees. Yeah. It was a much smaller group. Yeah. Much more fun and chill. Yeah, you were there when I got hit in the eye. I was there when you got, yeah, 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 yeah. got taken to the hospital. Yep. Was that the employee day? or this? I think that was employee day. Employee day, yeah. yeah. I came back, though. He came back and surfed. Yeah, he came back and surfed. He always gets hurt, though. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the middle of nowhere, dude. Yeah. He went from got stitches and came yeah. back and surfed. Yeah. I mean, I had to, right? Like, I, I was slotted for three sessions, and I fell and got stitches on my first sex session. I missed my middle session, and then I came back and surfed my third session. God, who took your middle session? Probably you did. <laughs> I didn't know. I wish. <laughs> I lobbied for it. Yeah. yeah. So, tell Lar about how amazing that place is. It's that's another special. Tell me. Place. Tell our guests. Tell well, <laughs> you and the guests. Um, I mean, it's 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 like it's a Willy Wonka's chocolate factory for uh, for surfers and yeah. for adult surfers. I mean, the whole not just the wave itself and the wave pool, but the the, the, the environment around environment the whole atmosphere, the, the the vibe that they've created there is so good, yeah. so chill. It's like going to a five-star resort. Even that ten times, yes, yeah. exactly. Um, it's just a super special place. I, I, I could, I can, you know, I could see myself, you know, posting it, getting an airstream and posting it up on the property if that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> See, Kelly would mind. You know, Kelly would mind. Yeah. The golf course Off next hours, door, too. Yeah, yeah. So um, you got sunset uh, hour, you know. But, yeah, that, it's, what a special place. It's, a, it's not an easy wave either, man. It gets pretty, that's an intimidating little spot it takes you a second to like you know get comfortable and yeah. to, to know and to figure it out that's yeah. for sure it's well you it's, don't want to fall and that and that's probably the, the hardest well that's thing. what's yeah. so daunting and terrifying because you're so obsessed with not fucking up and falling yeah and well how about the pressure. catching of the wave the, ca- the way it's a, catching the waves it's hard yeah you're you're, you're getting pulled away and then you catching the like, waves hard yeah. that was the toughest that was, that was hard that was because people give you advice, and from all angles, from all those people, yeah. they're like, "You should do this, or you should do that," and then you, you know, just relax. And then you're like, the more you talk to people, the more you get tense, right? That's right. And well, then we got this. Can we watch you rip? And then you're just like, oh, "Yeah, I can't let yeah, that." Down. And there's a hundred people watching you on screens, peppered throughout the whole place. Yeah, and you know, and it's like, yeah, and the takeoff is tough, dude. You have to pat. It's just, it's not. It's a, and on top of that, you just hear this monster train coming at you. <laughs> it's fucking terrifying. You're like, what the fuck? You see this thing moving and the wave coming. You're like, it's a little hectic. Yeah. But once you get up, that's another thing. The first time getting up on that wave, it was like, oh my God, this is insane. Yeah. 
It was so, so fun. Do you remember your first wave and did you ride it from front to back? First time, not a problem. Front to back, no errors. Just going, this is too easy. I am going to annihilate this thing next. I got this. The next wave, I completely choked. I fucking didn't, didn't even catch it. I caught it. I, caught, I was too late, and so I could never catch up to the wave. You know got what I mean? stuck behind. I got stuck behind it because I floundered. Yeah. Um, and then now the next wave, I went too far out to the bar. I tried to do a big heavy bottom turn, go out to the flats, and I just went way too far out. And, and yeah. I just the sweet spot it. is like, you can't, just, yeah. yeah, you can't go too far. You yeah. can't get caught behind. They're all like that. It's just a tricky... Oh, the longest, the time. longest, yeah. the longest barrel too. Though yeah. it's like you're in that barrel, you're saying, "Oh my god, it's just, it's, it's so special." I know when you first walk onto drive through the gate and yeah. and walk on the property and you see your first wave, and not even riding it, just watching yeah. it for the first time, you're just like, "What the fuck?" Like, I'm in the middle of nowhere, and look at this man-made perfection. Yeah, and it's. And it looks like a wave. Like, it looks like a perfect wave so coming weird. at you. The left, you know, when you drive into the gate, it's a left. rectangle pool. In a big rectangle <laughs> pool, and the wave's coming at you, and it's a perfect freaking wave. And you got a guy just going, wham, wham. You're like, this is surreal. Like, you, you almost, like, you pinch yeah. yourself, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like, how did they do this? Yeah. How, how, does, how does the blade like, create... Dude. It's so simple. It's a yeah. fucking blade that goes along the edge and creates a perfect wave. Yeah. And then when the you bottom speed blade, you know, it's just all of the elements. And then when you finally get in the water and you catch the wave and you're hauling down the line, you're like, "Whoa, this is so rad! Fucking rad! Amazing! Incredible!" I know. Yeah. So it's funny, yeah. Larson. I invited Larson to one of the days that you were there. But he we were in Hawaii. made a trip to Hawaii instead. Well, they changed the dates. It was going to be on the 13th, and then they were like, oh, it's going to be on the 18th. And then it was like, it was, yeah. We'll get it. We'll get we, we'll we'll go get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. So our friend who, uh, he's been on the podcast. His name's Kelly Sorensen. He owns a shop called uh, On the Beach in Monterey. Yeah. So it's we've had him on the show. Yeah. And, and people talk about, the we always talk about Surf Ranch pretty much. And... Our last guest, like uh, his name's Dave Nelson, uh, Nelly's Magic Moments. He's a photographer, like he's pretty big, yeah. pretty big photographer. And he, uh, so Kelly rents the pool out quite a bit and gets a bunch of people, you know, and and rents the pool out. And um, he gave him a shout out. And after he listened to the podcast with Nelly, Kelly called me the next day and he's like, dude. He goes, your podcast is so fun, and I'm so stoked you guys talk about, you know, Nelly gave me a plug. He's like, it's, We're it's getting sponsored. He's like, he's like, hey, man, I want to throw you guys a bone, and, and you know, I I want to uh, have Jay experience the pool. So we're, he's renting it out for three days, December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, and he's we're going to do a podcast. On the way. Yeah. From there. From yeah. there. Yeah, perfect. Hey, Kelly, tell me what you need and what you want, buddy. <laughs> oh, I got you. you're so stoked. Uh, so you're saying Kelly rents it out himself. Not to, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, nah, yeah. So he's going to let us yeah. I'm training waves. Cool. Mind training. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> Mine, it wouldn't help doing a little physical training. Yeah, too, dude, like, seriously. You know, <laughs> no, you make those turns. I, you, it's, uh, you, you forget what, how exhausting it can be when you're like having an actual wave to serve. Yeah. And you're also And you're lucky. And, you you yeah. haven't had to pay, right? No. So I've very paid, lucky. paid one time, right? 
a friend of mine, we all rented it. And I paid a lot of money. I caught four waves. I fell on two. Oh, <laughs> dude. Well, I look. I wanted to rent it out for you know an occasion, a, a birthday, you know, because we're all we're all hitting some some landmark birthdays yeah. here, and uh, or a, you know a bachelor party because it's it's such a for me it was such a beautiful piece of property and a special place. Yeah. I mean, it's magical. Yeah. Um, and you know, had at first it was this much. We you know with getting a bro discount, it was X amount. And, kind of slept on that and then the further along you know it just got more expensive oh, and more yeah. expensive and harder and harder and I just blew it I, I blew that opportunity I should have grabbed one uh, because how great would it be to have that as you know with you and your friends yeah you kind of loosen up a little bit yeah. if it wasn't so if you could have more than just you know four opportunities to yeah to, sh- to do yeah, your business sure. and um then also just hanging out there too and the chef at the time it's just a killer place. it's so it's, yeah. dude, it's like I can't wait to the Palm Springs ones and it's right there well not right there a couple hour drive well, that one sounds amazing yeah, I can't, yeah. That it, one, I'd live there it, our, our friends are involved in it and, and uh, I actually got to surf it but it's super tough the way it is oh I thought you meant the one that isn't Kelly doing another one out there too I heard he is I, yeah. I yeah. kind of have so haven't one, heard anything lately yeah but our friends are doing the Palm Springs one with Kalani and got it yeah. yeah, but okay. there's there's supposedly there yeah there's like two or three. Well, the Kelly the, the guys yeah. with that did are involved related to or, or, or WSL uh, dudes and yeah, but you think Schwabi yeah, yeah those guys, um are planning on doing a, a version of that out in the I heard Coachella they're supposed to make it bigger, right? Yeah, I'm talking. Yeah. It, it's it's ridiculous. So it's a golf course, a, a motorcycle track, with hey, houses. Like Why don't pool. you I'm like, get I'm Larson and I into some commercials? <laughs> we'll get some mailbox money going, and we'll Dude. buy a freaking place in Palm Springs. Listen, buy, listen, we need our own TV show, and this, I'm getting a good, uh, good bake, an idea. I think this, I think we're onto something here. This podcast alone, I think we can turn this into a sitcom. Dude, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I might steal this idea. Uh, as long as we get some kind of. Uh, Residual, yeah. Mailbox it, money, bro. You get actual checks, bro. All right. So, we, so you, you get resi- You get episode I, weekly checks. I mean, you're an original surfer from surf, from you know here. You surfed. You got into acting. There, how many actors in that industry that like look at surfing as like, oh, that looks something cool, and I want to surf it. Like a lot, you, a yeah. lot, right? A lot I mean, is. it's a good exercise it's obviously super challenging and it's good for you and all of that but like what actors have have anybody reached out and say hey can you take me surfing or have, do you have you ran into any guys that surf that are in that kind of realm there's a lot of guys actually that so I'm, I'm um who 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 there's a, lot, there's a couple dudes that surf and a couple girls that surf too um yeah. but uh, you know the Hemsworth surf. Uh, oh yeah, he's just pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. Those guys. They have, there's three brothers actually too, and they're, they're all pretty good. Yeah. The, um. And uh, Hemsworth. You know, and actually, you know, Paul Walker was. Uh, yeah, he surfed. Surf. Yeah, he actually mm-hmm. lived here, uh, rented, you know, or had a house with. Oh, that's Al- right. On like ninth or eighth. No, it was like twenty second. Okay. Anyways. But yeah, he hung out with a circle of friends that we know. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he sur- you know he was he's passionate a, about it. Yeah, really passionate. He was. He, it's fat. I mean, that's what I love about him. He's like, yeah. I don't really like to act. I just do film so I can surf. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I love it. Well, we interviewed a professional baseball player that Daniel Norris. Yeah, that li- grew up in Tennessee. Uh, or, I think 
Alabama. Alabama. I don't know. Anyways, not from the beach, but he was inspired from listening to Jack Johnson music and followed like where he his like how he like who's Jack Johnson? Right. Oh, he's a surfer from North Shore of Hawaii, whatever. Here he is, a you know, gonna be a professional baseball player. He would drive, you know, on weekends, like I don't know, pretty far. Yeah. To just go like learn how to surf just because of that, you know. Yeah. And now he. Any time where he's not in camp or, you know, in the, you know, on the tour or whatever, he's going on surf trips. He bought a VW bus and lived in his bus and surfed up and down Florida. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. it. Sorry about Florida, but I love it. Yeah. Yeah, you see that so much today more than when we were growing up. I think more people are, and I don't know if it's because of technology and, you know, the cameras um, or media or how, you know, more people have access to surf, but it's... yeah. It's so popular, and a lot of people that you wouldn't think would be interested in it are, are incredibly passionate about. It. Like I know a lot of people that just picked it up within the past couple of years. Yeah, that are that are that can hang. Yeah, and surf. They're just they're just and even learning it as an adult, which is difficult. I can imagine. Um, but it's 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 you know, yeah. So many people are, are interested in surfing and have like a, a curiosity about it, yeah. way more than you would think. In but there, I, it's you know the the fun and the physicality part yeah. of it but then it's also like the coolness you know like oh what are you doing oh, yeah. this weekend oh I'm, I'm going down to surf you know like it's kind of a, like a yeah you know like well, a, a stat you know like i am status symbol. status symbol yeah you're you know it which is totally fine like there's no you know i'm not dogging people that don't live at the beach or maybe they just got into it as adulting you know yeah. like older but it's kind of cool that surfing has that still cultural, like, lifestyle vibe. Well, this is what I have a friend. He's an actor, and I, I won't say his name because he won't, he won't want me to, but he's going through a tough time in the past couple of years. Really, he's, and he's, a couple, he's a couple of years older than I am. And he was all about jujitsu and something else. I forget what it, but jujitsu was his passion, his yeah. thing. And then, and then he just threw me and a couple other friends, mainly some other friends, really, but. Um, discovered wanted to try surfing um and being i think being a really pretty good athlete in jiu-jitsu and not and also the state of you know the state of his personal affairs were, were, were you know he was just going through a tough time we'll say and uh surfing he said like saved his life yeah um and, and not only did he it's fun good for you it's good to be but it's and this is why i mostly surf today too it's more psychological and emotional if I'm you know it's so therapeutic mentally to be in the water for me most of the part you know most of the time um, and that's what this guy says too he picked up and bypassed all this other kind of like superficial stuff about surfing he's like ah, just being in the ocean and surfing is my yeah. zen yeah. it is my so calmness it's like it's and you can't explain that to somebody they got to experience exactly. it themselves it's like it's so true like there's not a, you can't just go out in the water and come in and be like that sucked. That was a waste of time. Like, even if you don't catch good waves, you definitely feel therapeutic. You feel cleansed. You feel yeah. like, okay, I started my day or, you know, like... Well, I think back when we were younger, we used to judge those 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 experiences or those sessions of like, fuck, I didn't catch enough waves or you get annoyed or this cool, yeah. that cool, whatever. But now, you're right. Even if it's a shitty day, I'll be in the water just to get in the water. Just, yeah. I just, it's just... And it's so enjoyable and it's so... Um, it's you know. glassy. If the water's at sixty-eight degrees, I'm paddling out. Yeah, don't you care. Know? It's like, small you get beach. jaded real easy. Like especially somebody like me is surf. I don't. Bro, surfer, this bro. guy, this guy, <laughs> riding his bike for two and a half hours. He thinks 
Dude, it was so fun. I looked at the layers. I'm like, <laughs> if I had his psych, I'd be, yeah. By the way, I'm the same way. I'm like, is there a little, kind of I, little snap? Seems, I'm frothy. He's yeah, a frothy. Exactly. I'm yeah. frothy. I love it. I'm a little jaded, but um, not that I'm uh, not psyched. I love surfing. It's just, I got to balance life and kids and work. It's got to be head high and glassy for you. Kind of. <laughs> our, our good buddy, Jason Robinette, he was out there. And he's like, I love seeing when you're out here. You know why? Because it's guaranteed it's head high and good. I love it. He calls me out on it. I'm like, I'm like yeah, you're right. Because if not, I'm on the beach videoing my, my son or right. my kids and hanging out, you know, which is I'm just as content, like, doing that. But, yeah. you know, he, he it's true. It's like, oh, He know. was out there the other day. Yeah. Like, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so going back to New York. Yeah. You lived there for how many years? Almost five, I think. Four wow. or five years. And then you moved to where? So it, but the funny thing is, when in New York, right after like a, you know a year or two, um, you know, they just started calling me back, and, and I was flying back to LA a lot to either audition or do a show or you know to test for something. But you know when I moved to New York, they wanted me to come back to LA. You know, it became more interesting or something. I don't know. But uh, I was going back and forth. Um, and where were you living in New York? In the city? I lived in this I lived in the city. I lived in Soho and then I lived in Greenwich Village, which was you know, like I'm saying, a kid I grew up here and then spent time in, in, in LA, but obviously not, nothing compares to like nothing like New York. Yeah. And I just loved it. It was like Did you surf time. a lot in New York? Not at all. Like, not at all. Not at all. So oh. I was out of the water for that entire time. And there's good waves. Like, not all the time, but no, there's I know. good waves. This year, man, yeah. they've had some serious... I know. See, I didn't... I, that's at the point in my life when I abandoned that. I wanted to get away, and I didn't... wasn't, you know... It wasn't until... That's why I moved back. I wanted to come back to California, and yeah. I wanted to get back in the water. Not, not one time did you surf? I surfed one time in Montauk or something. I forget where I surfed. Well, the way's any good? They're terrible. Oh. It was shitty, but I didn't get a good... I didn't... It wasn't... The conditions were terrible. And so I shouldn't be, you know, I shouldn't judge it on that because I know it gets great out there. Yeah. Um, but no, I wasn't, you know, it was, a much, it was too much of a mission. Um, it is a mission to go from the city to... Yeah. And, it, it and Rockaway is really hit and miss, right? Yeah. 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 I think that's even more, one, of the, one of the places I serve. But I wasn't really, it was, I was more about doing other things, you know, focusing yeah. on this. But I was pulled back. I didn't miss it, and I, you know, and I did have to come back to the ocean eventually to, you know, in California, and surf. And I had to pick up surfing again. I'd start the second I started surfing again, I became, you know, a happier person for sure. Yeah. So you went New York for five years, then you went back to LA. Back to LA to yeah. Venice. No, I was in uh, well, pretty shortly thereafter. I spent a second in like in uh, uh, not with not Hollywood Hills, with not Silver Lake. Beachwood Canyon um, and then shortly there, from there I was like I'm in California I gotta be what am I doing I gotta get by the beach so then I moved to Venice shortly thereafter yeah um, before it became the Venice of today before it was the Venice of today the yeah. hipster exactly yeah yeah yeah. We uh, Silicon Valley Silicon, or Silicon Sil- Beach Silicon Beach yeah it's changed a lot since I've since, since you know when I've when I moved there and I haven't been there as long as you know, I think, you know I've only been there for like 20 years but um yeah, it's a lot different. That's for sure. Yeah, you couldn't park on on Abikini where your car was getting busted and broken into. And I taught some of the neighborhood kids how to play baseball and throw the football on Abikini because there's no cars going down. There's you know dirt lots on that. You know what I mean? Wow. Now it's like no. 
but yeah, it was it was it was, it was pretty pretty quiet and chill. I mean, quiet, not quiet. Um, it was much different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now it's like it's too mini, much. Mini, I mean, not Hollywood, but like mini New York. I mean, microcosm. Yeah. Of well, I don't like all the shops and stuff that that are that are going. It used to be all mom and pop and neighborhood joints, and yeah, it's got now a it's scale cool. Now it's like Third Street Promenade and fucking yeah. Santa Monica a little bit, but. I so still great. love it. Still love Venice, and and you surf. That's your kind of home break now. You know, either that, yeah. You know, if I'll paddle out to breakwater, um, or anywhere, you know, near, you know, near that area. But you know, what I find myself doing a lot now is driving home here, yeah, and surfing here and seeing friends and family. My parents live right around the corner, um, or going up to Malibu, which it takes, you know, I think it takes the same amount of time to get to to here down here to Huntington as it does to Malibu. No so way. Yes way. Yeah. From Venice? It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> Traffic's up there so gnarly. It sucks. Yes. Yeah. See, for be- way better ways. It's, and to be honest with you, the, it, it just the waves are better down here. More yeah. consistent. Yeah. More spots. It's different Just more spots. consistent. I mean, it's that's the whole key is, you know, yeah. Malibu, certain times of the year. Yeah, you got to have a decent south. obviously the best waves on the coast. Sides maybe Trussell's, Santa Barbara, same thing. Yeah, Santa Barbara. Most beautiful coastline. The waves. No Certain swells you and get t- certain times, times of year. Yeah, I was just here yesterday and it was freaking just driving the coast. It's so gorgeous and oil glassy and it's just flat. Wow. And then there's a little window at one point mm-hmm. where it, you know, gets a little between Ventura and Santa Barbara. There's a, you know, I'm Emma, like, oh, there's that. Yeah, there's Emma oh, Wood like a couple waves. Yeah, Emma Wood and Faria. Right, that's there's it. Good. Yeah. yeah, I surfed up but, Ventura. It was, but down here, fun. like you said, you know, maybe not as good as quality, but it's definitely like you could paddle out every day. Yeah. yeah, it's just better. And plus, you know, yeah, you, get, you know, all the homies out. It's just a different experience. I, so I prefer, to be honest with you, like yeah. driving down here and getting in the water is much more fulfilling. Are you Northside guy? So yeah, most of mm-hmm. them. I haven't seen him out there lately. Like <laughs> massive tackle. No, that's why he doesn't surf there. I'm like, it's so crowded, and all the guys are gooks. And I'm like, I don't see anybody out there. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't. I, yeah, there or, you know, sometimes even south side, depending, but mostly north side or even, like, I've been taking my dog to Dog Beach up, you know, so I've just been picking off waves up there. But, yeah, probably if I'm down here, I'm going to surf the north side. We have some dog yeah. fans, uh, you know, kind of dog, yeah. So we, we have a COVID uh, rescue. Nice. He's a mix between, like, he, he's uh, like a, not a schnauzer, but a, uh, what the hell? Um, terrier? Terrier, thank you. Oh, and most mutts are got terrier. You got a terrier? Like a little terrier chihuahua mix, but I don't see the chihuahua. But then also champion dog, like a golden or a lab. We did the doggy DNA, and all this stuff started coming up. So he's just a mud. Yeah. But he's got, he looks like a terrier. He looks like a... Got a little longer hair and... No, he has, yeah. where's my phone, dude? He's like... I got, got 4,000... We're, we're animal lovers. Dude, I'm like, I have a million We, we rescued a... a what do you call it? A Jack Russell slash Oh, so he's, got, so he's got Jack Russell in him. He's the dude that's... Oh, uh, he's cool. Yeah. What's his name? Chubbs. Chubbs? Chubbs. <laughs> Chubbs is our dude. He's like, uh, in fact, he's at, he's at my parents' house right now. I didn't want to, he would have loved the backyard of the pool. But oh, yeah. dude. Um, yeah, we, we rescued him. through. He's our COVID rescue. And he's, yeah. He's, he's, he's so, you've been in the entertainment industry now for a couple decades. Yeah, long time. Um, how many years? It's like 20, what, how old am I right now? Poof. It's a tough industry. Over 30 years. It's a feast or famine kind of industry, right? So you got to be really 
smart with your money and all yeah. that. But my my question is like, where? How has it been affected in the past this past year? Like, with, I know with, you were with COVID and yeah. with, with this stuff because you were shooting. Yeah, we got so I got. It's for me. I have to, I got lucky. We, we I was on a show and we finished the product, the film filming part of it right before COVID. And we were still we still do some um, like post production stuff after during when the COVID hit. But we were able to finish out our season. Um, I think it was thirteen episodes. Um, and this is called Deputy. It was called Deputy. Yeah. But you know, a lot of productions did admit, you know, got got interrupted halfway through, you know, or people, you know, it was close to pilot season. I guess too, a lot of pilots, none of the pilots were able to shoot, and so all these actors, you know, and to get a pilot's tough. And so I had a lot of friends, and it's just it's just heartbreaking to hear. But you know, they get they work so hard and feel like so lucky. They finally booked a gig and got a pilot, and um, and then COVID hits, and so no one they weren't allowed to shoot it. Um, but so again, I was super fortunate that we were able to f- finish so I was able to put you know feel comfortable for a little while but it's still you know and, and our business is, is just starting to pick back up with the new COVID rules and, and, and testing and all that stuff but it's still it's a different it's a whole different landscape now yeah. um, but yeah a lot of people were affected and not just you know a crew I mean you know and that affects everybody um, but but you know it is starting to pick back up um, now, right now. So, yeah. But yeah, it was it was a huge bummer, and, and you know a lot of people got just crushed. I was lucky enough to put some, you know, just to finish a, a TV show with like, thirteen episodes, which is you know shit, it's massive. Yeah. yeah. Um, because they cram, they dedicate like okay, we're gonna cram these thirteen episodes in like a time frame, six month time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then then reset and you know so everything's like blocked out you know yeah. so like, you can't start something and then say oh we're gonna take a couple weeks yeah. it's like it costs so much money they're gonna freaking ramp and go and how, how crazy is it you know how different this industry your industry's become right like you know we're talking about netflix and you know, amazon prime yeah and like, like all the, you know before it was tv right you had just tv yeah and then you had cable stations, right? And then, boom, you have these other entertainment enterprises yeah, that other, are making their own content. And you're like, outlets, yeah. wow, this I is, know. I mean, you got to be tripping out. Because HBO, right, they, they started making, you know, John from Cincinnati and Sex in the City. Oh, they have so and many good shows. Showtime had their... So many good shows. Like, Stars. so many good shows, but it, it, it was, like, splintering, right? Like into different uh, factions, right? And then you had, and now you have like Netflix and then Amazon, they're creating their own. It's gotta be, it's- Apple, Facebook, yeah. you know, AMC, History Channel, National Geographic, all Yeah, the, the ones that weren't playing, yeah, like National Geographic and History, they, they weren't into like no, producing I mean, like character shows. Own, it was their own original, yeah, yeah, original content. Their own original content. Yeah. No, and HBO, I think, started doing that. But yeah, but now everybody's doing it. And it's yeah. weird you said because last two years I have some of the best scripts that I've read, not film and not these major TV networks or even major outlets like that. But there's like some on the History Channel and yeah. National Geographic. Dude, Vikings on the History Channel. They're putting out some really good stuff. And some of the scripts I haven't seen it, but you know some of the scripts I was reading were from, you know, would show on those you know 
those networks or, or outlets. Yeah. Yeah. If you um, want to binge watch the Vikings on the history, Vikings it's killer. Freaking yeah. Sick. Straight. Ragnar. Lothra. I I could see Brian on the Vikings, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm finished. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> You're not finished. You just started, bro. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you, we got to get you in front of the camera, man. This guy right here. Quick wit like that, bud. (laughs) Money. Um, But yeah, I mean, what, and and especially, you know, Hollywood, California, you know, LA dominated the the entertainment industry. It still is, but how expensive it's gotten for the industry to still produce here. Like now you got places in. Atlanta, you know, that's, you know, has a big Dawson's road. Creek? Well, no, I just don't mean shows. I mean, like, they're setting up yeah. studios and yeah. filming other stuff outside On of that. Everything. Yeah, Atlanta's a great, yeah, there's so much, so many uh, productions in Atlanta. We shot Den of Thieves in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, I've shot, I've worked in Atlanta a lot. Yeah. Um, I've heard that's like the, you know, kind of it's new huge. frontier because of it's well, less expensive. Because it's so expensive here yeah. in L.A. to shoot. And it's like L.A.'s got to do something. But, yeah, it's too it's ridiculously expensive to shoot here. So mm-hmm. that's why it's worth going other places. But, yeah, yeah. Atlanta's a, um, I know where you're going with the story. but yeah. No, I was just, I was just bringing <laughs> up, like, but California, it's, like, it's definitely, like, expensive and tight. And, you know, a lot of people are like, okay, how do we get more bang for a buck or expand? And, you know, we brought up Netflix and all these other entities that are getting into the industry when it's not a you know we need the technology too and it, the you know in the world that we're living in today it's changed the the whole like landscape of our of our of our industry back in the day for and especially as an actor you for pilot season we'll say you know to get a tv show or to book a movie you had to come to la you had to live in la you had to know the streets you had to get that thomas skied out you had to have your pager get the <laughs> phone calls and know where you're going and stuff and it was a lot of work you had to get an apartment you had to find a place yeah. to live if you saw Chatsworth pull up, you're like, I, I need to keep my pants but, on. But, to, <laughs> but today, is it, what do you mean, pants? Oh, yeah. yeah that's like, like, yeah, yeah, nice, I'm not nice taking a gig out there. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe you were. I mean, yeah. It depends, man. What are you paying? Exactly. It's been a couple, couple of years since I wore pants on? I guess I am. <laughs> but you don't have, like, so with, in, with technology today, it's like I never go, I don't have, I don't go in person anymore to, to for an audition, we'll say, if I have to, you know. I try not to audition because it's painful as hell. But putting yourself on tape, they say they call it tape, digital. Um, that's what everybody's doing. You don't go into a room and meet a director, especially with COVID now. But even prior to that, you were just you, a lot of people would film themselves on their, yeah. their their iPhones. Virtual auditions. Yeah. And so the, so now you can you don't have to come to LA. Yeah. You, you just send them. Anywhere. You just send them the McDonald's reel. That's it. That's real. <laughs> but new, you don't have to, so people are booking you know stuff from all around the world right now. Is you know which is cool. Yeah. But you would think with all like the, the you know all the new outlets and all the and the, the material and the content that's out there because it, um, it seemed like there'd be a lot more work. But and I think there is. But it's also so competitive now in terms yeah. of acting. There's because everybody. It's accessible for everybody. Yeah, you don't have to, you know, you don't have move to, to LA. And you don't have to get a car yeah. and get a house. It's not, a, you know, you can do it from anywhere. Yeah, I, I, I hear you, but I think though there's certain people that make the cut um, more consistently, right? Yeah, that that develop a, a rapport with the production company, the director, the you know other actors, and that's that's kind of like how you you know stay in business yeah and I, of, and I hate it like yeah I don't sorry I didn't mean to cut you off but doing I'd rather be in a room it, even as as an actor it, it, especially as a director I, I want to 
want to see the person in person. I want to yeah. get a vibe. Yeah, for sure. To see here, and more so, I just want to get a vibe. Yeah, yeah. Putting yourself on, you know, self auditions, just it's, it's just not. And I, I can't, I can't stand it. But um, yeah, it's two dimensional. But yet, you know, you could get the look and the feel, but not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. There's nothing. I'd rather, be, I'd rather be in a room all day yeah. long. I'd rather have a meeting, go in there and be in person. But it's just today. And I don't even know if we'll ever get back to that. So, so crazy. crazy. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I mean, your industry is so different from like anything that we've ever experienced. You know, like because so. there's so many uh, different roles in making a film or you know a, show a or, movie yeah, or TV, TV or yeah. whatever. Because it's like. Writers, you know, lighting, lighting, sets, sound, backup, fluffers. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, he doesn't make those movie large. <laughs> he doesn't make those types of movies. He's out chats with the game. No, but it, it, it does include like a ton of, you know, industry to you know to, to put something together. Yeah, and a lot of people are hurting for sure. Yeah. A lot of moving parts. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not not rocket science either but there's a definitely a lot of a lot of a lot of moving parts um yeah. like going to making a show or a film and you are, know. are you locked into like dennis until your career's over or you just mm. like it up there for now or i mean i'm entertaining moving back down here um or somewhere i'm not yeah. locked into venice love venice and yeah. love my house and love my friends and the neighborhood and the community and that but i think uh you know, especially with with you know our business being that you don't necessarily have to be that close or in LA, um, it just opens up opportunities to explore somewhere else. Like my girlfriend's from the South, and, uh, South Carolina, in Georgia, but they're at Charleston. So I, we I went to Charleston just recently. Have you guys ever been to Charleston? No, I've never been. Dude, it's, it's nice. so sick. Oh, but you're like, yeah. hey, I could buy a three thousand square foot house on an acre That's for, how, for so how much? When, when when I started really thinking about moving, it was not because of like I didn't you know dislike where I'm living. It just became a financial thing. Um, I hadn't worked in a while, and who knows what's going to happen, you know. But I went through a little period where you know I didn't fucking I didn't get it, didn't get a job, and it wasn't for lack of trying. But I'm like, I'm going to sell. Um, I started looking at property across the country, and then comparing it to you know Venice. I was like, wait a minute, I could. <laughs> sell this house it's like basically this, this crack house too, for like fucking yeah <laughs> this much and get a house here and still have like a f- nice yeah. little like you can buy five houses like, like yeah I can be comfortable for a few years not to worry um so yeah so yeah I've been thinking about uh you know I like to you know I'm, I might be ready for a change sometime soon that's for sure yeah I even thought about living in Costa Rica for a while I have a couple you know I know a couple people who are be are able to live there do the whole, you know, yeah. self-tape stuff, and then come back and film. And um, but yeah, I, I thought about moving back here. You know, yeah. a lot of my friends. I'm still really good friends with all the, the, the homies that I grew up with. And it's so funny. Well, we have the real George Lambert to help you find exactly your right. home. Or Jay Larson. Or Jay Larson. Sorry. Kind of well, bro. George, we love you, bro. But I gotta be. Gotta meet more of your bro. We did, I, I even I tried to I tried to approach that with him. He wanted to, he didn't want to talk anything. <laughs> he wanted no part of it. My, me looking for a house in Huntington. Good. Just watch walk, walk, walk away. <laughs> Bad day, dude. <laughs> Jay will take you up on it. I'll okay, take good. You up. Might you be up. might be in the market. Bro. Might, might be in the market. Family you know, friends deal. Give me give me the bro discount. Yeah. No, I miss it down here. It's spe- yeah. This is a special place. Um, it's good. Know, yeah. The free, I'm friends with you know 
the majority of the people that I that I that I grew up with, and you know, if they're experiencing, you know, everything that I've experienced, I've always I'm always brought back yeah. here and to my friends here. Like, I've been but I mean, hopefully, you know, you could look at like where you're, you know, um, Georgia or whatever, as like a second home place too. You know, stay here yeah. and have a little little getaway. Got to be by the beach though. Like Charleston, yeah. there's like a, there's a couple spots that you can surf out of, and it's uh, you know it's different. It's yeah. the same as here, but yeah. Uh, and it's definitely seasonal, but um, it's 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 just it's a special place. But there's so many of those places that you know. Who knows? I mean, I would definitely entertaining, you know, parking it somewhere else for a while. Yeah. Well, shoot, dude. Yeah. We are at two hours and twenty six minutes. You're yeah. joking? No. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Um, How you, you, you better edit this thing. Dude. <laughs> yeah, not even. This is gay. If you want, to, you know that you know we did uh, John Moss. Juan Moss. You did Juan Moss? Nice. We did it last year, and we had to do it two episodes. They were both two and a half hours long. Wow. Yeah, he, ta- he likes to talk. He, well, I love, he's, <laughs> I love that guy. Uh, he's, so got, he's, he's got a good story, He's got too. great stories. So, just a couple quick questions before we start wrapping it up. Um, you're into golfing. Any, anything else? Like surf, golf? Like, what, what else do you do? What's your handicap? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? You, you got a bum money? Yeah. <laughs> you a scratch golfer? <laughs> Sammy has a good response to what's your handicap, which I'll leave it. At. I'll, I'll leave that one alone. Um, tall. Just, um, what, 11.3, I think, my, my index? You know what that means? Fuck, though. I'm, I'm all right. I'm, I'm all right. I'm not great. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay at golf. I love it. Surfing. You're just saying keep it off the beach, right? Yeah, exactly. It's nice. You're in the beach, asshole, huh? Um... What do you know? It's fine. That's pretty much it. Dude. That's you know, just, and I mean, that's, that just, takes up enough time right there. No, I, you know, I like to like snowboard. Love to ski and love to snowboard. Love the snow. Definitely hit that. I got I got hosed with the uh, how's that sound? Yeah, hold for the helicopter. Uh, I didn't get to use my my icon pass last year because of COVID. Literally, I was filming in Albuquerque. Got home. By the way, New Mexico has great places to, to ski and snowboard too, and I just didn't have time. But anyway, the COVID hit, and mammoth clothes. And I was literally in my car, two yeah. blocks away, driving, and my buddy's like, "Don't even turn, turn around." So, um, so yeah, but yeah, I love to hit the snow as well. Love the mountains. Um, but lately, just been working on the house, man. Just doing some remodeling and some landscaping, getting my green thumb on. <laughs> my, my girlfriend's like a, a chef, and so we have these four garden boxes, pretty big. So we're, we, we're growing a lot of our own food. And awesome. Yeah, doing that. Well, that's Venice. If you're in Venice, you better fit in. Like, is your roof <laughs> a whole garden too? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's getting there. It's getting there. Roof? We don't have a roof. Um, what else? That's you know. In, so before. Uh, COVID hit and we had Fantasy Surfer. Did you play Fantasy Surfer? No, I did not. Oh Dude. my gosh. Is it good? You gotta get into it. We, Billy I, Webb runs it. In, in, does he? In, yeah. yeah in okay. But all the HB, we have a, an HB you league. You gotta join you it. I gotta and join it. It's so good. I just started doing for the first time that I did uh, Fantasy Football this year. Okay. First time. Just we just interviewed Chris Morrow who used to work for Surfer Magazine yeah. and he's the one that introduced Fantasy Surfer. Nice. Yeah. 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 We we're and like, what? You know, is told it, us how it, he like. Yeah. You know, I'm a I'm a stock market guy. I'm a fantasy football guy, and I was like, I'm just gonna like make one for surfing. Make one for surfing. Yeah. Any. And it's blowing up. He's yeah. the one that was responsible. But it's. A, I mean, you know, it is. It's. You want to wager? I don't care if we're throwing darts or playing pool or freaking. You know, but you want to 
You yeah. want to wager? Yeah, just a little well, it's bit. It's fun. It's not like big it's dollar talking. It's a shit talking, and that's where it comes. Yeah, it's not the money. It's the, the shit talking, and 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 the camaraderie, the the, the peanut gallery, the yeah, yeah, it's fun, and it's tough. Yeah, you know, because it it's like I love the way that guy surfs, but man, he can't make a heat. You know, <laughs> oh, that guy sucks, but I know he's gonna win the heat. Right. So you got to just really kind of take bias out of it. And yeah, just, that's so. It's this yeah. exact same with this. What I'm discovering with this fantasy football stuff, same thing. Yeah. But it also gives you, you know, you're invested now in all the games or other yeah. games that you have investments yeah. in. These I feel players. like fantasy football though is so well. It is because so big. You you have to like watch everyone's stats and. Like you watch the other team stats, and you know what I mean. Like yeah. you, you gotta like really. That's why I suck at it. I go by feel. <laughs> that's it. I can't. Don't have time to look up all that shit. So I'm just kind of you know shooting from the hip, going yeah. with my feel. That's why I'm fucking losing. Yeah, I'm terrible at it. It's definitely easier. Fantasy surfers definitely easier. That sounds more interesting to me. Yeah. I gotta get into it. Um, any advice for for listeners that want to get into the. You know, entertainment. Don't. Oh, I mean. Don't do it. Don't do it, dude. Don't do it. No, do it. Only, only try if you're really. It's a stock answer, which I'm sure you probably heard before. But it's, it's a, it's. Gotta have tough skin. Yeah, it's very challenging and ridiculous business at times, and and doesn't. But it's if you're really truly passionate about it, which I just, you know, I say pursue it. Have a backup plan, and uh, but you know pursue it in, in, in intensely and with you know with, with everything you got because yeah, it's, it's difficult. Um, there's it's a lot of competition out there, and there's a lot of gr- there's so much talent out there that that, that are unknown and that aren't, aren't able to work that, that we haven't discovered yet. So, um, you know, just if you if you just if you really you got to follow your passion and follow your heart and follow your dreams. I support yeah. that, but do it you know full on and. Um, if, it, if it, the passion's there, well, I, think it, it'll, it'll I mean, your story is is pretty incredible because, like, here you just got a good lucky break at yeah. the beginning, but like, you decided like this could be a this could open this is a lot of opportunity, and you invested into yeah. that career. It's just Whether like it's, a, you know, it's kind of like life. You kind of yeah. not sure which way, you know, you, tr- you know, tell God your plans, or have you want to make God laugh? Tell him your plans, or something. Like that, however <laughs> that saying goes, but that's what you know. I didn't. I fell into it, like you said. But what did I? It, I discovered something within inside of me that that I might had a passion for or a curiosity about that I felt it was worth exploring, and it just kind of evolved into yeah. to where it is now. Well, I, I find it really interesting how you know how you were serious about being more than just like. An, an actor, actor a director you, know, a you, writer. you wanted to make it your life craft right yeah. and you know going to school and studying sociology because you thought or because you heard Mar- Marlon Brando said that's what you should study yeah. to, to be a better actor or a director or you know writer and uh, that's way smarter of a look on on you know what I mean like you're taking it serious. Yeah, you know, like you're you're taking your craft seriously, and you know from 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 afar when you when you think about actors and actresses, you don't really think that there's much there. Yeah, you know what I mean? No, totally. Yeah, your, your stereo uh, typical um, uh, yeah. assumption of of Same. people, you're like. Not just actors, but you know, like yeah, surfers, everything. Yeah, you're like, you're like that <laughs> no, guy. Like, that guy is that guy's that guy's an actor, and he's kind of handsome. He must be like dumb. But yeah. it's true. Listen, not only <laughs> actors, it just goes for Hollywood in general, yeah. which is it's 
trust me, I've had my battles with yeah. Hollywood effect. Yeah. I can't stand it. It's awful. It's ridiculous. It, in it, but then there's a part of it that that I, that I love and people in it that I love dearly that are really solid, talented, good people. But yes, there's a ton of idiots out there in there, especially in this business, and it attracts, you know, sometimes it attracts, you know, a, 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 a unique breed of person, you know, fame, acting that are drawn into it and brought into it. I think for the wrong reasons. Yeah. yeah. They'll soon enough, they'll soon discover that. Maybe this isn't for me, but it can attract you know some kooks and some from some, yeah. some wackadoodles. That's for sure. Wackadoodles. Yeah, and some douchebags. What's, what's the best advice somebody's given you? What's the um, like you know whether it's life lesson oh or acting or you know one of your directors or your agent or like I know it's a tough one to answer, but you know like just someone told me to take fountain instead of like sunset. That was the best advice ever. Just take fountain. <laughs> I like it. It's a shortcut. Yeah. No traffic. Yeah. You know, it's the best thing to take fountain, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Just as many lights, but not a lot of people crossing. That's it. <laughs> Larson always tries to tell me to take beach. Oh, good. And I hate beach. I always do Magnolia or Newland. 100%. No, I guess they offer beach. No, not all the time. It depends on the time of day and the, and the flow, man. That's where rush hour, you know, you're lucky to hit all lights. <laughs> it's also changed. You never it's know. Here too. It's so different. Uh, shit. Surfboards. What are you writing right now? God, I'm writing a, uh, a neck beard. Neck beard. Are you? And then hold on, and then can then and then they. Uh, the so, the no, then, 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 no, then the other one it was just got from uh, Pesci was the uh, the gamma uh, the gamma. Oh. the gamma gamma yeah I got the gamma. It's sci-fi gamma, is that it? Yeah. yeah, I got that, and then uh, that does too. Nice. That's it. That and the neckbeard. The uh, again, perfect 20. California boards. Right. Do you, do you know where the name neckbeard comes from? Assuming neck Shane Vesson. No. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Shane Vesson. Shane Reynolds used to see Shane Vesson ride a board that looked like a dumpster diver. Yeah, yeah. Type board, and he's like. You know, he rips, blah, 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 and he designed a board that was an inspiration from Shane Bastian, and he called it Neckbeard. No way. <laughs> See, I love that. It's a funky-looking board, but it's actually, it, it works well. I it's like great. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It works good. It's like an 80s board, but more exaggerated, yeah, right? Yeah. Like a, a shot tail. Shane, Shane Shane doubled me. He was the stunt double in, in one of the one of the surf scenes with I think with Brad too. He's there, but he Shane doubled me to pull airs. I couldn't pull airs. Yeah, but for John, John from Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Wow. John, yeah, yeah. He came down. It was my was my guy. Kyle Knox was too. But then Shane came down and did did a lot of the stuff, which I thought was great because I'm a fan of Shane. He rips. Yeah, rips. Such man. a small he's, world, he's man. Such a, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Well, shoot. Yeah. This, this has epic. been amazing. Wow. Thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome. Yeah. Just, just stay, you know, just, we're going to come up with the uh, the TV version of this. You guys are hilarious. I'm going to put a camera in front of you. We're going to have a sitcom. I, you, guys are, you guys are classic. I this, this has been a really fun yeah. look into the glamorous world of Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, and what's rad is, you know, it's a guy that comes from, our hometown or yeah. our area yeah. um, grounded good head on the shoulders yeah way yeah. way different from what we kind of expected oh i thought he was gonna be told dick i thought he was a dick too <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't gonna say it because he's a lot bigger than me i'm, acting, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm acting voice i'm just acting. this is all an act it's no this has been no. so cool sitting down with 
surfer, actor, director, yeah. writer? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brian Van Holt, thanks for sitting down with uh, Late Night and Chalky. Yeah. I love my pleasure. You guys thanks, are amazing. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate it so it. much. Thank yeah. you. It was fun. Peace. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.